It's six o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, man's bid to clear his name over Hertfordshire killing. Police name Milton Keynes murder victim and woman attacked in Bedfordshire lay-by. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man who served 18 years in prison for a murder in Hertfordshire he says he didn't commit is taking his fight to get his conviction quashed to the appeal court today. Kevin Lane's lawyers claim a corrupt police officer interfered with his case. More from Jessica Cooper. Kevin Lane has always denied shooting Robert McGill in Rickmansworth in 1994. His lawyers will argue in court that his murder conviction is unsafe due to the extent of dishonesty of former Hertfordshire police officer Christopher Spackman, who was jailed for attempting to steal thousands of pounds from the force. Hertfordshire police have declined to comment ahead of the hearing and the BBC has been unable to make contact with Christopher Spackman. Police in Milton Keynes say they believe the man murdered in Wolverton on Monday night was 31-year-old Ashley Gillard. His body was found following a fire in a flat in Trevithick Court. A post-mortem examination is due to take place today. A 25-year-old man has been arrested. Milton Keynes Police Commander Superintendent Jez Chiariello says high visibility patrols will remain in the area to reassure residents. Bedfordshire Police are investigating an attempted rape in a lay-by on Monday evening on the A6. A woman had broken down near Oakley at about 7.30 when a man riding a mountain bike approached her, sexually assaulted her and tried to pull her into a field. Detectives say the victim showed remarkable bravery and managed to fight off her attacker. They are appealing for witnesses. Legislation paving the way for a referendum on Britain's membership of the European Union has passed its first hurdle in Parliament. MPs overwhelmingly backed the measure with the public vote taking place before the end of 2017. The Foreign Office Minister and Aylesbury MP David Liddington told the Commons it was right the public was given its say. I believe that what this bill provides is a straightforward, fair and effective framework for the British people to decide our country's future in Europe. Police say they're launching a criminal investigation after a suspicious package was left in Luton yesterday afternoon. Bedfordshire police say they're treating the package left in King Street as a hoax. Roads were closed, people were evacuated and the Army Bomb Disposal Unit was called in. A council has installed security cameras after an animal lover from St Albans claimed his life's work had been ruined after a horse box containing his tarantulas and snakes was set alight outside his home. Geoffrey Parker says he was hoping to set up a charity teaching children about animals. Over the past two years, he says there have been nine fires outside his home in Keswick Close. In sport, England's cricketers thrashed New Zealand by 210 runs to win the first one-day international at Edgbaston. And in football, England's women have made a losing start to their World Cup campaign with a 1-0 defeat to France. The weather mainly cloudy this morning, brightening up this afternoon, staying dry, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I'm 42 now. And I spent a considerable part of last night arguing with an American man on Facebook. You know, like a 15-year-old schoolgirl. He was being rude about me. I was rude about him. He got ruder about me. I did a funny swear about him. This went on until about half past ten at night. And then I thought, I need to get some sleep. Player! Hey, Kels. I didn't know you were in today, mate. Yeah. Yeah? Hey. Thank you, mate. So good to have you. Thanks. There we go. 
Yesterday's show was a lot of fun, and we decided but maybe it was a bit too much fun, so we're just going to tone down the fun about 85 degrees today. Is that all right with you guys? Good. Good. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Jodie Mitchell, uh, still with us. I doubt she will be in two minutes 15, though. The curse is probably going to strike. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. With a pink hotel, a boutique and a swinging hot spot. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? They paid paradise, put up a parking lot. A dollar and a half just to see them Don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you've got till it's gone They pay paradise, put up a parking lot Hey farmer, farmer, put away the DDT now Give me spots on my apples or leave me the birds and the bees But you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. Late last night, I heard the screen door slam. And a big yellow taxi took away my old man. Don't it always seem to go? But you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise. Up a parking lot. I said, Don't it always seem to go? But you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. That's Joni Mitchell there. Can you just check uh, online, Kelly? Is Joni Mitchell still alive? Or did that... uh, Because we ain't heard nothing about her for ages. And I just suspect that that curse may have, uh, sadly... Pushed her over the edge. Oh, there you go. Oh, wait, four or five. Is she still alive? Yeah, looks like it. Nice one. 71. Well, yeah, I know, but you know she's been ill. Yeah. Okay. She's fully responsive in hospital, it says. This attitude. What? (laughs) I'm just reading. This, exactly. That's my reading voice. Quite angry. This attitude is going to have to, um... Hey, guess what her real name is? Uh, Jenny Mitchell? No. Okay. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. If you want to play Kelly's guess, Joni Mitchell's real name game. You won't come on air. You'll just be discussing it with her off air. Hey, Kath. Yeah, good bands. A man who served 18 years for a Hertfordshire murder will try to get his conviction quashed today. While serving time, Kevin Lane wrote, blimey, 10,000 letters protesting his innocence, claiming a corrupt police officer interfered with his case. Well, after years of being told he'd never be released, he's out now on licence and we'll be speaking to him in an hour. 
in the meantime, Catherine can tell us more. Yep. Catherine, what happened in this case? Well, in 1994, a car dealer called Robert McGill was out walking his dog when he was shot five times by contract killers. Hertfordshire police arrested a man called Kevin Lane at his home in Potton in Bedfordshire. And he then spent almost 20 years in prison, but he always said that he wasn't guilty. In the getaway car, police found a black plastic bag with Kevin Lane's palm print on it and his young son's fingerprints were also found in the car. Now, Kevin Lane said he borrowed the car but returned it before the murder and he now, well, he says, and he said all the way through that his prints were planted. Now, there's no evidence directly placing Kevin Lane at the murder scene and Kevin Lane says he was determined to overturn his conviction from the beginning. When I first went to prison, I was very angry and uh, somebody once said to me, you mustn't allow this to make you bitter, Kevin. And I come across a quote that said, life shuffles the cards and we play. I thought, this is my life, I must make it the best I can and get on with it and fight this conviction and overturn it. What's happening in court today? Well, the hearing at the Court of Appeal will look as, as to whether Kevin's conviction should be quashed and we might know the outcome tomorrow afternoon. Now, central to Kevin's appeal court case is a former Hertfordshire police officer, Detective Inspector Christopher Spackman, who what? was... What was his name, sir? Christopher Spackman. OK. He was subsequently jailed for attempting to steal £160,000 from his own police force. Blimey! Kevin's lawyers will argue that his murder conviction is unsafe because of the extent of dishonesty of that former police officer. Gosh, OK. Um, Police also initially arrested two other men in connection with the murder, Roger Vincent and David Smith. But oh, was I supposed, sorry, I was supposed to play a clip then. That's all right, it doesn't matter. No, sorry. I paused. But do, you he... to, do you want me to play it now? No. OK. So let's talk about these two other men who were arrested in connection with the murder. Robert, Vin... Sorry, Roger Vincent and David Smith. Now, Smith was released and Vincent acquitted. They've since been sent to prison for another murder, which Kevin's lawyers argue has a number of similarities to this case. Uh... Both, though, deny any involvement in the McGill killing. Hertfordshire Police have declined to comment ahead of the appeal hearing. Uh, the BBC's been unable to make contact with Christopher Spackman, who is believed to assume a new name. Well, you would do, wouldn't so you? So we're going to be speaking to Kevin Lane uh, after seven o'clock today. My, if this fella didn't kill this fella, that's my biggest fear going to prison for a murder I didn't commit. That's my biggest fear. Well, because everyone in prison is innocent. Everyone in, in prison is um, innocent. Uh, oh, here's a question. Uh, and I didn't know what this me means. I didn't know what this meant in the meeting yesterday. I don't know what it means now, and I'm going to ask... What does out on licence mean? It means that so long as you don't re-offend, you're free. That, that's like kind of... It's, it's almost like, you know, if you have a suspended okay. sentence, for example. OK, but so uh, so, so they haven't released him from prison because yeah. they've gone, oh, no, so, no, no. sorry, man, we, we got it wrong, you're innocent. It, it's, it's parole? Kind of, yeah. OK, so he's been in prison. He'd been in prison. Well, we'll ask him all this as well. He'd been in prison... Long enough to get let out of prison. Eighteen years he's been in prison. Okay. Okay. So they've released him, but he has to he has to comply with a number of things according to his license. Okay. So he's not absolutely free. He's not. He can't just disappear and do whatever he wants. Hey, and you know there's a new thing as well because it was in the papers the other day that if you've been to prison for like twenty five years yeah. for a murder you didn't commit and you get let out, you don't automatically get compensation. No. Sorry. I imagine you wouldn't. Well, no, you would. Up until recently, when they changed the law. Mm. If I've been to... What, what is your beef today? Come on, let's put this... Well, no, how can Barry George, who was put in prison for uh, the murder of Jill Dando, which he says he didn't do, yeah. how come he's had to fight for compensation then? Because of what I've just said. No, but he's been out for a while. Exactly. Fair enough. Stop the clock.
Shouty Chris is on the answer. Shouty Chris. Hiya, Ian. What's that noise in the background? Are you uh, are you having a late night lock in? <laughs> nah, I'm in the yard. Um, is it the Scotland Yard? No, I'm in the yard where I'm picking up my vehicle. What um, yard is that? I'm a delivery driver. Oh, okay. All right, love. Calm down. Right. Had it away with any prisoners recently? No, okay. but I was going to explain to you what licensing is. Oh, yeah, go on. Right. Um, say you got sentenced to 10 years. Yes. You would serve five of those in prison. Yes. And you would come out for five. And in those five years, if you committed a crime, you would have to go back and finish your sentence okay. for 10 years. Right. So what does being out on licence mean? It means that you actually are still serving the sentence. You cannot do anything wrong. And if you do, you just go back and go and do the time that the judge okay. said you would do in the first instance. Okay. So it's basically five years um, okay. Okay. in prison and five on parole. All right. But then what does being out on licence mean? It means you've got to be a very good boy. Otherwise, you'll, you'll go and have them. Uh, no, not me, not no more, mate. I'm not interested. I, I, I feel sorry for that man because there are a lot of people that are corrupt and it never comes to light and no one wants to listen when I thought you were phoning in for the Joni Mitchell competition. Lillian Sproggins. S- what? You said, what's her real name? Lillian Sproggins. Is her real name Lillian Sproggins? It's a great name, but it's not, it's not <laughs> her name. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Misunderstands. She's often inclined to borrow somebody's dreams till tomorrow. There is no other day. Let's try it another way. You'll lose your mind and play. Free games is the sound of a peacock. Ah. Put on a gown that touches the ground.
Pink Floyd when they were the Pink Floyd and they were good. Speaking of good, here's Sammy Braff. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In High Wycombe on the A40 London Road, that's closed in both directions between Stewart Road and Marlow Hill for resurfacing work. And in Amersham on Wealdon Lane, there's roadworks going on at new roads that could cause some delays later. In Milton Keynes on Standing Way, it's still looking really quiet on the speed sensors, but at the Kingston roundabout, there is still roadworks going on there, so expect delays on the approach in all directions. And on the trains on the departure boards, the 6.33 service from Luton to Bedford is delayed by 10 minutes. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah. 6.17 morning, this is Ian Lee. You're down the rabbit hole. These are your headlines. A man who served 18 years in prison for a murder in Hertfordshire he says he didn't commit is taking his fight to get his conviction quashed to the appeal court today. Police in Milton Keynes say they believe the man murdered in Wolverton on Monday night was 31-year-old Ashley Gillard. And a police investigation is underway after a suspicious package left in Luton yesterday afternoon turned out to be a hoax. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three, local stories. People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets. Roberto Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Hertfordshire. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard Narrow Gauge Railway. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC. Three Counties Radio.
That'll do it. Morning, girls. Kelly, great to have you back. I'm sorry I called you girls. That was patronising. It's OK. So's the hand you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Um, what, do I call, what do I call you now, ladies? No. Col- equals. <laughs> no, but seriously, what do I call you? Just our name. You can call me Your Highness. Oh, <laughs> hey, Your Highness. Oh. Got a throne for you. <laughs> and here's a crown. Here's a throne. Here's a crown. Thank you. Morning, Kels. Great to have you back, mate. Morning. Thank you, Claire. Yeah. Not feeling the vibe as much as I was feeling it yesterday. Don't panic. The vibe will come. The vibe. This is my philosophy in life, I've, I've uh, decided. If there's no vibe, the vibe will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You dig it? Thanks. Okay. What was Joni Mitchell's name? Roberta. Flack. Yeah. Well, I'm till Phil knows on the text. Oh, go on then. We'll let Roberta him. Roberta be- Joan Mitchell. So it's Joni Mitchell, basically. Yeah. Well. Roberto Peroni. Yes. yes. It's Joni Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. This the world is insane. Morning, Shags. Morning. You alright? Yeah. What's wrong? Bit out of breath. Why is that, mate? I forgot I was doing this. What? You forgot you were doing the radio this morning? Basically, yeah. That is insania. I know. That's just the life I lead. You ready? Yeah, yeah. Because you've got, you got quite a lot of talking to do. I know. I'm not looking forward to it. Oh, well, okay. Okay. Let's go for it. <laughs> you, sound, you sound like you've won a competition to be a reporter for a day. Feels like that sometimes. Okay. I'm gonna. Uh, two I'm going to play a jingle. Okay. And then, then we're going to go straight into it, okay? Okay. Professional. Good. Play Professional jo- voice now. I'm going to play a Johnny Mitchell. Hang on. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Roberto Peroni. On BBC Three Counties Radio. Last week, we told you about a man who set up an animal refuge at his council flat in St Albans. Yeah, an animal refuge in his council flat in St Albans. Geoffrey Parker's been keeping snakes, spiders and small mammals at his place and uses horse boxes for whatever he can't fit indoors. Well, the problem is, someone keeps starting fires outside his home and the last one killed all his tarantulas and corn snakes that he was keeping on the driveway. I can't believe I just read those sentences out. Uh, Ben's been looking into this. Ben, we tried to contact Geoffrey last week, but we had no luck. He's been in touch with us since then, hasn't he? Well, yes, he has. Uh, He called us to tell us how devastated he is about this latest fire and the loss of all the spiders and snakes he was keeping in that horse box. Um, Geoffrey says he's a huge animal lover and was hoping to take the animals and insects uh, into schools to educate the children about exotic pets. What? Well, exactly. But after this latest fire, the ninth in the space of just two years, he says he's going to have to start all over again. Geoffrey... Geoffrey thinks these fires may have been started deliberately, doesn't he? These nine fires in the space of two years in his horse boxes. Yeah, that's right. And and he says he has a pretty good idea about who's responsible, but he can't prove it. Um, all, that, all he knows is that he's lost horse boxes, show trailers, and even a marquee that, that was left outside on his driveway as a result of someone who apparently has a grudge against him. Why would anyone have a, a, a grudge against someone who keeps a load of spiders and snakes in a horse box outside some council flats? I just don't understand it. Uh, have all all of his animals gone now. Well, no, Jeffrey's still got a houseful. Don't worry about that. We're talking I- I- iguanas, a boa constrictor, which he describes as his baby, and oh. a, a, a tegu, a, t- a tegu. Uh, reliably, I'm told it's a small lizard in, what is in his one-bedroom flat. Yep. Um, he's also got a Staffordshire bull terrier and some cats as well, for good measure. Um, he insists he wants to teach children about animals and how to treat them and keep them. Uh, he would like to work with children with special needs as he can see how much of a difference these animals could make to their lives. 
St Albans District Council, uh, they own the flat. What, what have they had to say about what's going on? Yeah, we've had a rather lengthy statement from Karen Dragovich, their head of housing. Um, I'll just pick out some of the interesting bits. So on the subject of fires, she says, we are working, working closely with p- police on this matter and have installed a temporary camera in May outside the property to monitor the situation and for the safety of the occupants and neighbouring properties. And then she addresses the pets. Um, well, sort of. She says, our standard tenancy agreement stipulates that if tenants wish to keep a pet, they need to obtain prior permission. And it says here in capital, a pet? Yes, uh, a, a pet, yes. Uh, we'll be speaking to Geoffrey Parker in an hour. Uh, we should ask him about that. The, the, the statement also says, clearly we need to consider the needs of the tenants, their neighbours and the wider community in this situation. Permission to keep an animal which subsequently causes a nuisance to neighbours or to local residents may be may be withdrawn. Now, that's quite interesting given what this neighbour told our reporter Tony Fisher last week. I'd often say because uh, it's always fire there and then we all live in a quiet corner. We don't feel like we are, we can sleep properly because the fire always occurs during the night. And the fire is generally horse boxes full of animals, or no? There was uh, there was so far there's always like rubbish in front of his of his house, so the fire is always caught in something there. So whatever causes it, but there is a there's there's fires on a regular basis outside his house. Yes, yes, always, always. So and there are some elderly neighbours. Around yeah, here, we've got there? elderly neighbours. I don't think they can run like you know, like young people who run for their life. I don't think they would in the middle of the night. So are you concerned that actually a, a serious, serious fire could occur? Yes, definitely. And then probably lives will be lost. Then probably now the council will take action. We don't want that. We want something to be done before anything more dramatic like that happens. But there are um, cameras, CCTV cameras up, I see. Yes, yes. But the the cameras made a difference? Yeah, but the camera is only for three months. Okay, well, I I like the way uh, that uh, reporter Tony Fisher differentiates between a serious fire and a serious, serious fire. Um, um, Well, we're speaking to Geoffrey later on, aren't we, Shag? We are indeed, yeah. Hey, listen, can you do me a favour? Yeah, sure. There's a story that we'll talk about in the next few minutes about... um, um, uh, What are they called, Catherine? About what? Sorry? Hanging baskets. That's the fellas. We didn't call them that earlier on, did we? No. I don't get... Why would you put... Flowers are meant to be in the ground or in a vase. Mm -hmm. Why would you put them up above your head? Not natural, is it? That's just... It's not God's way. There's a lot of things that aren't God's way, but we're the BBC and I'm not allowed to say that. But... I just think if someone gives you a hanging basket... I mean, it's a curse because it's just going to die. I'm not looking after it. It's yeah. a lot of maintenance and it looks like your house is a pub. Shags, yeah. can you take hanging baskets to the street? Yeah, sure thing. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much indeed. That's that. um, what I'm talking about. 08459 555555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio looking quiet so far this morning on the motorways. No reports of any delays on the M1. In Milton Keynes on the A421 standing way though, there's roadworks at the Kingston roundabout which could cause delays later on and in Welling Garden City on Bessemer Road, there's roadworks at Digswell Park Road which could cause some delays. In Bishop Stortford on the A120 Bishop Stortford Bypass, there's temporary traffic lights between the M11 at Junction 8 for the Birchhanger Services and Stansted Road. That could also cause some queues. And on the train departure boards, the 6.33 service from Luton 
Luton to Bedford is delayed by 10 minutes. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties. Hey, Radio. Sammy! Yes! Hey! What's hey, the. Hey, yo! Sammy Bruff! Sammy Bruff! Sammy Bro! Sammy Bro, bro! She's my ho- no 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 that's that's um uh, that's not that's bad street slang. There's good street slang, and I was about to indulge in bad street slang. How's the vibe at the travel centre today, Sammy? It's quite that's quiet, great to hear. Thanks it? very much, mate. Thank you. Hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A man who served 18 years in prison for a murder in Hertfordshire he says he didn't commit is taking his fight to get his conviction quashed to the appeal court today. Kevin Lane's lawyers claim a corrupt police officer interfered with his case. Police in Milton Keynes say they believe the man murdered in Wolverton on Monday night was 31-year-old Ashley Gillard. Bedfordshire police are investigating an attempted rape in a lay-by on Monday evening on the A6. A woman who had broken down near Oakley managed to fight off the attack and a police investigation is underway after a suspicious package left in Luton yesterday afternoon turned out to be a hoax. Roads were closed, people were evacuated and the Army Bomb Disposal Unit was called in. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers thrashed New Zealand by 210 runs to win the first one-day international at Edgbaston. England posted 408 for nine, their highest ever one-day score, with centuries from Joss Butler and Joe Root, before bowling out the Kiwis for 198, with Watford's Stephen Finn taking four wickets. Butler says it was important to bounce back from the World Cup disappointment. Really pleasing. Um, you know, it's up there with the best I've played, I guess. Um, and I think you know the timing of it as well, You know, for this brand-new era of one-day cricket as everyone keeps saying for England um, it's really pleasing it was um, no, most of all I think it was really fun today In football England's women have made a losing start to their World Cup campaign with a 1-0 defeat to France in Canada his coach Mark Sampson We're in the game against one of the best teams in the tournament and we'll really build from this this competition's about building momentum and from that performance where we've managed the game properly we've shown we can hang on in there with the best of teams you compare that to the Germany game there's a big difference and we created opportunities, so the players will take great belief. Milton Keynes Dons forward Dean Bowditch says they must take the momentum from promotion into the new championship season after signing a new two-year deal. And the BBC has learnt that an emergency FIFA Congress where Sepp Blatter's successor will be elected is likely to be held in Zurich on Wednesday, December the 16th. All 209 member football associations of FIFA will reconvene in the Swiss city for the meeting, which will culminate in a presidential election. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven.
It's morning. Catherine joins me in this studio. Morning, Catherine. Yeah. You right, Bowles? Yeah. Suddenly, I really, I've got. I'm on new pills, right? Yeah. And it's making me feel like an old man. My, hang on, let me see if I can make my black back click. Hang on. Hang on a minute. This is going to go this way. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Here it comes. It's going it's to be a big one. I've I got, have heard them when he does them. He's I've got um, like growing pains, and my legs yesterday were ki- my hips. My hips don't lie. I could barely walk this morning. What the hell is going you on? Think with you've me? got problems. I right? do. I have. Man. I don't think it. I know it. I've got a bruise on my hip. Do you know what from? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got a good idea. I couldn't work out what it was, yeah. and then I realised I swung my handbag onto my shoulder yesterday. Yeah. That yeah. is because I had a book in my bag uh, the day before, and I've been walking around London, and every time it hit yeah. my hip, it yeah. was bruising yeah, me so like a peach. No, the boys were punching you. For being um, a geek, that's <gasps> that's what they were doing. Speaking of geeks, morning, Kells Bells. Morning. Um, uh, a lot of controversy yesterday online after Lock Poker. Yeah. A lot of people, primarily foreigners, yeah, catch it. saying uh, that Clock should have been allowed. The real low point of my birthday yesterday was when Kelly Betts said Clock on my radio show. Yeah. That just ruined the whole day for me. I mean, if we'd have accepted that, we would have opened the gates to Flock. It, um... Plock. Block. Uh, it ruined my... But I was out last night uh, having some supper with my with the boys. And Schlock. I just couldn't... I just couldn't dig the vibe. Because I just kept thinking... Daddy, why you look so sad, Daddy? Why are you so sad, Daddy? Daddy? Like Daddy, why are you so... They're Chinese. These are the adopted kids. I didn't go out of the, the real ones. Why are you so sad, Daddy? I said, because um, someone who I thought was a really good friend of mine, a player... Just really ruined the day. Mm. What what they do, Daddy? They uh, we were playing lock poker. Oh, Goldilocks, lock and lock. I said, yeah. No, stop it. And um, that she said clock. Oh, why would they, why would she say that? I said, because she just doesn't like me. That's what that was about. Yeah. Didn't mm. you think it was um, dance? No, no mate. I thought I found it, was... it offensive. Actually, oh. found it really offensive. Do you know what I thought it spoiled it for everyone. I tell you what. Um, I was I, we went to Yo Sushi yesterday. Uh, for my birthday dinner, they've changed the menu. I don't know why they've they've changed the menu. They got rid of the uh, the good stuff and put not so good stuff. They got rid of the spicy sausages. They still got it going on around around. Yeah, about. yeah, but you can have a men- there was a menu and they've just got rid of anyway. So now they're having specials, right? Mm-hmm. And they had a special. It was a hot dog, spicy sauce. You get a free key ring with it. It's in a brioche. It's very tasty. Do you know what it was called? No. A J dog. <laughs> I Did was, you have J-Dog? I was chewing away on a J-Dog last night oh, for my birthday. Not the first well. time. It was, I mean, it was very delicious. And you got some spicy sauce. They give you the spicy sauce to bring home and you're supposed to put it onto a key ring. No, you're not. It. No, you, if you do that, you're an idiot. Well, you had some of the spicy sauce. It's, yeah, and it's I'm still eating it. Suraz Chagor. Suraz And you had some and mm. it blew your freaking mind. And my youngest, he likes putting um, sauce on stuff. Yeah. He said, Daddy, can I put the sauce on your J-Dog? I went, yeah, sure, why not? And he's squirting this stuff over, and I hadn't looked at the sauce. I thought I better, I better have a. Oh, that's the color. That's got a picture of a dragon on the front. That's gonna smart. Oh, I couldn't enjoy that. I couldn't enjoy my J Dog. It was too spicy for me, as he is every morning. 
It was awful. I mean, it was nice, but it was awful at the same time. Yeah, it was ruined a bit. Ruined a little bit. But not by, too by much. By clock. Yeah. Uh, what have you got? Anyway, so that's that. Right, hanging baskets. Yeah. Work of, work of the devil. Flipping hanging baskets. I mean, it caused a ruckus in a, a, a demure neighbourhood. A demure neighbourhood? No, nice neighbourhood. A keen gardener punched his 86-year-old neighbour to the ground. What for? Um, a horse box. Horse box parade. No, watering hanging baskets with a hose pipe. Apparently you don't do that. No. David Ray, 68, had repeatedly annoyed neighbours with his unwanted gardening advice. Oh, there's always one of those. Oh, he's one of those. We used to have one of those. You don't want to do it like that. You want to do it like this. No, I want to do it the way I want to do it. All right? Once, even receiving a letter telling him, you are not Alan Titchmarsh. Oh. Or Titsmars, as my mum calls him. What? And when he saw Stanley Smith using a hosepipe rather than a sprinkler... Who's the bad... Way, I'm confused. Who's the bad guy in this? Who's the good guy? This fella that keeps um, offering the advice. OK, Alan Titsmars. Yeah. When he saw Stanley Smith <laughs> using a hosepipe rather than a sprinkler nozzle... Ah, oh, textbook. ..to water flowers in their communal garden, he was so incensed, he punched him in the head. Oof. A head punch. The blow, I mean, that's dangerous. The blow knocked Mr Smith against a lamppost oh, and a bench before he hit the floor. Oh, so, so a serious injury. Yeah. We're not making light of the injury. No, no. Ray was this week found guilty of the assault outside the sheltered housing block in Bournemouth, Dorset. Uh, Mr Smith, who has two metal knee replacements and walks with a stick, was so? left with cuts and bruises to his head and chest. Now, this is a fellow that was attacked. But I don't understand what his knees have got to do with it. Well, I think what they're suggesting is because he walks with a stick, he, he was an easy target for the punch. Uh, okay. You know, they do that, papers. Bournemouth Magistrates Court heard how the assault came after a... Si- ah, here we go. Here we a go. A series of falling outs. Falling outs or falling, fallings out? Falling... Uh, fallings outs. Between re- mother-in-law, mothers-in-law, mother-in-laws. Mother... Mother-in-laws, fallings outs. Mothers... Mothers-in-law, fallings out. Yeah, yeah. Clock. Oh, Kelly! Again! There's only one thing that can lift the negative vibe you've created. It's this! Disgusting. 
that degree. At the touch of the leather, I quiver and gasp. Oh. He walks around me again, trailing the crop around the middle of my body. And on his second circuit, he suddenly flicks the crop and it hits me underneath my doodah. Against you, you know what? The shock runs through me and it's the sweetest, strangest, hedonistic feeling. So what's happening with the parking in the new place? Don't know. I think I'm paying for it. Hang on a minute. I'm 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 not paying for that parking. Uh, do do a story in the papers. Okay. Go on. Hundreds of piglets are on the run. Hooray! After a truck driver transporting 2,200 of the oh, animals yeah. made a pig's ear of a bend in the road. Thank you, Daily Mail. The piglets escaped when a semi-trailer. A semi-trailer. Semi-trailer. A semi-trailer. A trailer. Let's just call it a trailer. Oh, yeah. Overturned near Xenia, Ohio, having set off from Carolina. That's some information you needed. Some 400 died in the accident. Oh. Oh, here we go, wait. Kev. Here we go, Kev. It's taken a sour wait, turn, wait, wait. isn't it? But emergency workers and farmers managed to capture another 1,500, so oh. the sausages are still on, forming a human chain well, even the dead ones the road still, to safety. Um, even the dead ones are still... Tonight, Kev, you there, mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Video from the scene shows there, Kath. rescuers pulling oh, dozens of the squealing animals from bushes along the highway, but 300 got away. Why are you painting this horrible image of burning Cause, pigs? Because 300 are currently scampering along the the, the Carolina countryside. It's in America. Born free. Kev, I'm sorry, mate. I don't know what's going on today. <laughs> no problem. Steady. What you got for us, Kev? No, I was just thinking, um, um, yesterday it was absolutely brilliant fun. And today's not, not quite so good? Oh. Well, no, yeah. I wouldn't say that. No, well... I, I just wanted to find out, why didn't why didn't we let clock through? Oh, for oh, goodness sake. We were playing lock poker. Yeah, lock, I know, clock but, poker. Yeah, but you had Lockwood, Locklear, yeah, Sherlock. Lock. lock. Yeah, but, Sherlock, I mean, Sherlock, clock. Yeah. But the lock part was clean, if you know what I mean, Kev. Yeah, but you had Sherlock. Yeah, Sherlock. Yeah, Not and Lockerbie. Yeah, yeah, Lockerbie. That came from a local council. We kind of had to take that. It's, it's all part of the, uh, the, the the bungs. But what? What you? Uh, I don't know if you noticed. As as the hour, um, as we got deeper into the rabbit Here hole, very very deep. Yes. Yeah, the game the game actually evolved, and you were getting people yeah. coming up with stories yes. to get the words through. Correct. So, I mean, if I had rung up and said. Um, you know about beehives? There's always one bee stands in front of the beehive, stopping other people getting in. So that would be the bee lock block. Oh, okay. Oh, Kev. Go, go, Kevin, goodbye. You're banned for the listening for the rest of the week, Kevin. Cool. Okay. Bye. 
He took that rather well, didn't he? (laughs) Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's starting to get very busy anti-clockwise at Junction 19 for Watford. In Borenwood, on the A1, there are queues southbound from the Holiday Inn towards Barnet Lane at the Stirling Corner. And in Stevenage, on Martins Way, there's a lane closed there because of bridge maintenance work going, work going on between Canterbury Way and Hitchin Road. So expect delays there with that work going on in both directions. On the train departure boards, the 6.54 service from Luton to Beckenham Junction has been cancelled. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's uh, Wednesday, it's the 10th of June. I'm Ian Lee, yeah? Uh, These are your headlines. A man who served 18 years in prison for a murder in Hertfordshire he says he didn't commit is taking his fight to get his conviction quashed to the appeal court today. Quashed. Police in Milton Keynes say they believe the man murdered in Wolverton on Monday night was 31-year-old Ashley Gillard. And a police investigation is underway after a suspicious package left in Luton yesterday afternoon turned out to be a hoax. Here's the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's rather cloudy for all of us this morning. We have some quite thick cloud outside, so it's rather grey and gloomy, but it's not all doom and gloom. It should start to thin and break mid-morning onwards. Um, maybe a little later into the afternoon, we'll start to see some proper sunny spells. Still a bit breezy, but not anything near the last couple of days, so it's actually going to feel just a little bit warmer than it has done. We're looking at a maximum of around 17 Celsius. Overnight tonight, it's going to, again, be rather cloudy, despite the cloud disappearing this evening. It's going to feed back in from the east. It's going to protect us, though, minimum down to 8 Celsius. For tomorrow, cloud to start, but then some nice sunny spells. The wind is light, and we're starting to notice the humid air arriving from the south. So quite a leap in temperatures, actually, tomorrow. We're looking at a maximum of 21 Celsius. It's warmer still as we head into Friday, but with it, later on in the day, we run the risk of some very heavy, thundery downpours. And that's your forecast. On Tuesday the 16th of June, our phone number is changing. Hello, thanks for calling BBC Three Counties Radio. From midday on that day, you'll have to dial 03459 455 555 to take part in the phone-in. The damage is all my responsibility. Get your questions answered by Nick's experts. Can you just protect against parvo then? Chat, Ian. Matt's on the way. Morning, Matt. Oh, blimey, is this man? Or to me. Hi, Roberto, are you right? It's still a local rate call, and in a lot of cases, 03 numbers are part of your inclusive calls on your mobile. So remember, from Tuesday the 16th of June at midday, you need to dial 03 459 455 555 to stay in touch with BBC Three Counties Radio.
listen, the rules of lock poker, if you missed it yesterday, shame on you. I can't and, believe we're going over this again. And it's all her fault. Kidding. Sorry. It's all your fault. It's let's let's just let's play two very quick rounds, okay? We can use words that we used yesterday. Lock poker, uh padlock, Kelly. Gridlock. Deadlock. Dreadlock. Locksmith. Goldilocks. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. That's lock poker. Now, Kelly yesterday ruined it by going dreadlock. Clock. You what? see? And now Carpet Martin is... No, it's, if lock is just part of the word, but it's not a separate... He's put bot... He, he's bullock. put words. He wants bullock. Yeah, he wants bullock. That's oh, it. Alexandra. Huh? Yeah. Like a young bull. He's put that... No, it's not how it works, guys. For goodness sakes, it's the easiest game ever. The number of people that got in touch and said they were um, uh, playing uh, lock poker yesterday at work really is quite sad. Yeah. Should have been working, guys. Uh, we feel a little bit like... I mean, you must feel this way. I'm not going to take uh, credit for your idea. It's my idea. The, the guy who came up with uh, Shove Opney or um, So You Want to Be a Millionaire, that. Because yeah. it's everyone's now looking at you with yeah, bated breath for the next big formats. Yeah. And what's it going to be? Well, you know, um, the, the, the next thing that the guy... So the guy who invented Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, OK, right? Beautiful. I know... I actually know... Um, the well, I used to know the wife of the guy that invented uh, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. She was a TV director, and uh, he invented that. And everyone's like going, "Okay, right, well, we've got that. What's what's the next thing you can come up with? What's the next thing uh, that you've got? Come on, guys, make it. Give us something." The next thing he came up with was a TV version of Ludo, and it just sank without a trace. Mm. It didn't work. The difficult second format. The difficult second album. Mm. Hanging baskets. Yep. Glockenspiel, no, Kyle. Right, you're banned from listening for the... In fact, Kyle, you were banned for listening for the rest of the week anyway. What are you trying to do, Kyle? I'll give us a bad sausage. Hang on, I'm from up north. I'm from up north. Give us a bad sausage. You know what hurts the most? Me and Kyle had something a bit special yesterday. Yeah, you had the northern vibe. You had to go and ruin it. The liver birds. Now, hanging baskets. Wait. Graham's been on the line oh, for ages. Who's, who is this Graham loser? Do I have to talk? Is yeah. it something good to say? Is it the same Graham or is it a different Graham? Same as what Graham? Well, let's let's Can ask him. Graham, Graham, which Graham are you? I'm Graham Karate Dad Graham. Oh, oh that yeah. guy. Where's where's your? Uh, okay, for those who don't know. Uh, it, it, Graham has got an 11 year old uh, son. He does karate. He keeps saying he wants to beat me up, mate. Uh, you know where I am. Every day I go out in my uh, in my karate outfit with my chucks on my way to my dojo. Uh, and where's your boy, mate? Where, where's your boy? He's in training, mate. Yeah, Wait for you. Bring it, oh. bring it on. I sent a montage. Bring it on. A, tra- a training montage. I could totally beat up your 11-year-old son, Graham. I've got to film it, Ian. Yeah, film, yeah, film me beating your son to a bloody pulp. Yeah, definitely, any time. Using yeah. karate skills, by the way. This isn't just a random... Anyway, what do you want? Um, you can have great British inventions, as you said yesterday, or not? Oh, yeah. Yes! You sure? Yes! Well, I've got one for you. It's the best. It's, uh, you know, girls and boys playing up and down the land. Oh, blimey. The beautiful game. Dr. Nurses. British Bulldog. Yay! Banned in many playgrounds. Uh, British Bulldog was actually, uh, invented by a Frenchman. It was called um, Le Bulldog. It was it was called Le, Fra- Le Français Chihuahua. <laughs> Graham, thank you very much indeed. Graham, say hello to Shaggy. Hello, Shags. Hello, mate. There we go. That was fun. Shags, <laughs> hanging baskets. Yep. They suck. No one wants them. You've taken this vibe to the streets. I have, and let me tell you, the vibe has been wholly positive. 
Flip, let's have a listen to these losers. Lauren, hanging baskets. What's the deal with them? They're great. They're great? Love a good hanging basket. Really? Yeah, why not? They're unnatural, aren't they? Yeah, they look nice, especially on like pubs and things. It's like a, nice. it's like a garden in the sky. It's not natural. It's not a garden in the sky. It's because you can make a nice cluster of flowers. They're nice. A couple of pensioners, they got in a fight over one in Bournemouth. They're divisive, they? aren't they? What sort of fight? One of them punched the other one. Really? Okay, maybe. Maybe we should stick to just like pots or something. Yeah. So okay. the fact that they're causing fights, so it's kind yeah, of. Yeah, I think that's a bit too much. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a bit too far. But they look nice, though. They look nice. No, it's they normally Justin. Up. Yeah. I'm, I'm not normal, um, but uh, yeah. What are those things called? You know, when you plant stuff in a like in a basket and you hang it. You know, you know. Yeah, I know what they're called. Yeah. Um, what do you think of them? They're rubbish, aren't they? They need a lot of watering. They do need a lot of watering. Yeah. Mm. Do, do you think that's a good thing? Bad thing? No comment. No. Do you think you're a bit sad if you do it? No. No? Why would you be sad? I don't know. You're taking, you're taking something that's in the ground and putting it in the sky. It's unnatural, isn't it? But maybe it lights it up there. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Give me something to think about this morning. Cheers. Maybe it likes it higher up than lower down. It's closer to the sun. It's closer to the yeah. sun, Shaggy. That's that's an interesting theory. Yeah. Yeah. They just look rubbish, and there's so much effort. You've got to stand on... Here's my favourite thing. You know those... I've told you this before, Catherine. You know those round, like, stool things in supermarkets yes. that people stand on yeah. to reach? You know what they're called? It's an elephant's foot. Of course it is. It's called an elephant's foot. And to reach a hanging basket, you've got to stand on an elephant's foot. Or one of those little step ladders that old women have that have only got three steps on it. Oh, you've just reminded me of a very sad story. Yeah, go on. My grandma went out to water a hanging basket one day. Please tell me she didn't die. No, she didn't. She's still with us. She's 90. She lifted up her watering can, tipped it over, straight to the floor. Someone had nicked a hanging basket. (laughs) Shaggy, thank you very much. See you later. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's really busy now. Anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. It's also busy on the North Orbiter Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And in Mill Hill on Watford Way, that's really slow between the Apex Corner and Mill Hill Circus at the Broadway. In Great Missenden on the High Street, there's roadworks going on at Salmons Lane, so that could cause some delays. And on the train departure boards, there's no major delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha Bruff. Shags, get the coughs on. Let's celebrate. One hour down, two more of these bad boys to go. And all you people, listen, lock poker was yesterday. Stop phoning up with words like clock, block. Flock. Thank you, Catherine Boyle over there. Just, it, it, they don't work. It don't work. Deary, deary me. I tell you what, what we're going to play tomorrow, Catherine. Yeah. You've got a pack of Uno, haven't you? Yeah. I've got a pack of Uno. If you've got a pack of Uno, remind me we'll do this tomorrow, first hour down the rabbit hole. We'll play Uno on the radio. All right, that remind me how to play it. What, what do you mean have to remind you? It's just colours and numbers. All right. What? Okay. Well, what? You just reminded me. Thanks very much. Oh, unbelievable. She tricked me. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, man's bid to clear his name over Hertfordshire killing. Police name Milton Keynes murder victim and woman attacked in Bedfordshire lay-by. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man who served 18 years in prison for a murder in Hertfordshire he says he didn't commit is taking his fight to get his conviction quashed to the appeal court today. Kevin Lane's lawyers claim a corrupt police officer interfered with his case. More from Jessica Cooper. Kevin Lane has always denied shooting Robert McGill in Rickman's in 1994. His lawyers will argue in court that his murder conviction is unsafe due to the extent of dishonesty of former Hertfordshire police officer Christopher Spackman, who was jailed for attempting to steal thousands of pounds from the force. Hertfordshire police have declined to comment ahead of the hearing and the BBC has been unable to make contact with Christopher Spackman. Police in Milton Keynes say they believe the man murdered in Wolverton on Monday night was 31-year-old Ashley Gillard. His body was found following a fire in a flat in Trevithick Court. A post-mortem examination is due to take place today. A 25-year-old man has been arrested. Milton Keynes Police Commander Superintendent Jez Chiariello says high visibility patrols will remain in the area to reassure residents. Bedfordshire Police are investigating an attempted rape in a lay-by on Monday evening on the A6. A woman had broken down near Oakley at around 7.30 when a man riding a mountain bike approached her, sexually assaulted her and tried to pull her into a field. Detectives say the victim showed remarkable bravery and managed to fight off her attacker they are appealing for witnesses. Legislation paving the way for a referendum on Britain's membership of the European Union has passed its first hurdle in Parliament. MPs overwhelmingly backed the measure, with the public vote taking place before the end of 2017. The Foreign Office Minister and Aylesbury MP David Liddington told the Commons it was right that the public was given its say. I believe that what this bill provides is a straightforward, fair and effective framework for the British people to decide our country's future in Europe. Police say they are launching a criminal investigation after a suspicious package was left in Luton yesterday afternoon. Beds police say they're treating the package left in King Street as a hoax. Roads were closed, people were evacuated and the Army Bomb Disposal Unit was called in. A council has installed security cameras after an animal lover from St Albans claimed his life's work had been ruined after a horse box containing his tarantulas and snakes was set alight outside his home. Geoffrey Parker says he was hoping to set up a charity teaching children about animals. Over the past two years, he says, there have been nine fires outside his home in Keswick Close. In Sport England's cricketers thrashed New Zealand by 210 runs to win the first one-day international at Edgbaston. And in football, England's women have made a losing start to their World Cup campaign with a 1-0 defeat to France. The weather mainly cloudy this morning, brightening up this afternoon, staying dry, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, guys. I have just had the filthiest conversation with uh, Kelly Betts. I mean, literally sackable. Literally sackable, eh? Morning, Ian Lee, a BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> it's Wednesday. I feel so old. My body is aching. I had to have a hot bath yesterday. Anyway, you don't need to know. You don't need to imagine me naked lying in a bath that's too small for me. That's not going to help anybody. The hanging baskets. 
Fifty Shades, Naked Ramblers, painting your dogs and hitting foreign children. Busy show coming up, guys. You up for it? Good. Across beds, good bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I do, they're hitting children. It's a, it's a thing on the front of the, the mail that Catherine pointed out to me. 08459 455555. By the way, if you want to uh, to give us a call, we'll do some texts in a minute as well. Uh, uh, a High Court judge outraged campaigners yesterday by saying newly arrived migrants should be allowed to slap and hit their children. Mrs Justice Paul Flea suggested police and social services should make allowances because of the different cultural context. Her remarks came in a legal... I mean, you are allowed... The thing is, you are allowed to hit your kids. That's that's the law. Everyone goes, I'm not allowed to hit the kids anymore. It's nanny state. Well, no, your nanny would hit the kids, and you're allowed to hit your kids. What is the rule? You're just not allowed to bruise them. Yeah, you're not allowed to leave a mark. So it's the difference between... <laughs> it's the difference between smacking your children and beating them, I guess. You're not allowed to... Well, what if they smacked you? You, I, I flick you with a rubber band, you get a bruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're allowed... You're not allowed to hit your kids. You, well, you are... You know, but you're not allowed to bruise them. I mean, if you hit them, you're, you're a bad parent, but... My dad used to flick me with a towel. I could have him for that. Her, my, I told you my mum bit my arm. <gasps> but, but grabbed my arm uh, and, and sunk her teeth into it. You'd bitten someone else? I'd bitten the cat and throw, throw him down the stairs, oh. yeah. Poor Toby. Her remarks came, not my mum's, uh, in a legal challenge from an Indian accused of beating his wife and seven-year-old son. <laughs> Hang on a minute. I do not believe there was punitively harsh treatment of the boy of the kind that would merit the term physical abuse. Proper allowance must be made for what is almost certainly a different cultural context. Uh -uh, Wrong answer. Wrong answer. I always thought, I don't want to get all Nick Ferrari and, you know, kind of the, the right wing on your backside, but... They come over here. They got to follow our laws. That's obvious, isn't it? That's obvious. And also, if you're if you're reading this and you are one of these migrants who doesn't do that to their children, it's like the assumption that oh well, they don't know any better. Not everyone behaves that way. No, I I I, I don't get. Listen, my kids were really annoying the hell out of me the other day, and I shouted at um, my youngest boy. Oh, this, uh, the example is, right, the example, I, I've never hit my kids. You hit a small person, you've lost. Mm-hmm. You've lost. But that doesn't mean I've not felt the sap rising, because sometimes yeah, they do yeah, drive yeah. you crackers. The, the, the example always is, what if your kid ran out in front of a car? Would you hit them then? No. no. And this almost happened the other day. We were in a busy car park, and uh, we'd had a fun time, and everyone's guard was down slightly, and my youngest ran out into, not quite in front of a car, a car was coming, he ran out. I shouted his name with such ferocity and... And anger, because I knew that if I just went, hey, hey, come, no, come back, I shouted it, angry, as though I were telling him off, because I knew it would stop him in his tracks and he'd run back to me. And he was so upset, he was in tears, he was in tears and he wouldn't talk to me, Daddy, why did you tell me, why did you tell me off? I said, I wasn't telling you off, I was doing that to save your life. Mm-hmm. You needed to learn a lesson, you weren't paying attention, and you could have got hit by a car. But this is the thing, right? Didn't need to hit him. I think our generation of parents, largely, it's not a reflex like it was with our parents. My mum's reflex would be to give me a slap, yeah. you know, because yeah. she teach me a lesson. Like, you know, she would equate it to sort of a lioness protecting her cubs, that kind of thing. Yeah. But it's not a reflex that I have. I have been in situations where I have, um, uh, have understood 
almost understood mm. how people with less artillery in up their sleeves could resort to hitting a kid. But it's a, it's a sign of weakness. Yeah. It's a sign of weakness. There is always an alternative. And actually, if you remember back probably to your parents, and certainly my parents, if they ever did hit me, they felt so remorseful about it afterwards because it was about their anger rather than anything Let's else. Let's do a sweepstake. I reckon by 7.35 we'll have someone phoning up saying, well, my mum and dad hit me and it never did me no harm. That's what we'll do. But also, do you know what I want to hear from? The parent who hit their kid and could never forgive themselves about no, it. Because oh, we've all been there, haven't we? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. This is Ian Lee on okay. BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll look at that in a bit more detail in a bit. Now, a man who served 18 years for a Hertfordshire murder will try to get his conviction quashed today. While serving time, Kevin Lane wrote 10,000 letters protesting his innocence, claiming a corrupt police officer interfered with his case. After years of being told he'd never be released, he's now out on licence and he joins me now. Morning, Kevin. Good morning, so, Ian. Kevin, uh, remind us uh, what happened, please. OK, uh, well, very briefly, I was uh, arrested for a murder uh, after... Uh, a police investigation uh, arrested the two original suspects. The original suspects engaged in confidential chats with the police, off-the-record chats, and the the direction of the op- of the investigation uh, changed in my direction. But I wasn't arrested as a result of the evidence at that time. I was arrested as a result of the confidential chats. Okay, there, there was obviously enough. Uh, uh, it would seem there was enough evidence at the time to arrest you, charge you, and sentence you. F- d- d- you served 18 years in prison. No, not quite. I was arrested and released uh, first of all, and then the police come back and rearrested me and yeah. charged me. Yeah. And that is the point I make. I wasn't arrested due to the police investigation evidence. They then built a case around me after my first arrest. But there was enough evidence to send you to prison for 18 years? No, there wasn't. Circumstantial evidence. Ah, so how, co- how come you got sent to prison for 18 years? Well, cleverly chosen words in theatrical performances, evidence was withheld, tampered with and fabricated. Don't stand much chance, do you? Well, I don't know. I've never been in that situation, and all I, I, I've deliberately don't know very much about your story, Kevin, because I wanted to kind of get your uh, get your your side of it. Um, and courts do get it wrong. There's a story in the, in the papers last week, I think, about some gentleman that got got um, released after twenty odd years. Yeah, I've done twenty years, by the way, and not eighteen. Oh, okay. So you've been in there for twenty years. Yeah. Okay. So then, how did you go to prison if there was no evidence? Well, you've got to bear in mind, okay, you've got twelve jury members, and they have to. Uh, uh, make a decision on what's put before them and if the evidence is put before them is tainted flawed and fabricated you don't stand much chance and also let me tell you something the grade that i was held at i was held at a grade where i was the only man in this country held at that grade whilst on remand and i used to have to meet my solicitors and family through a screen i wasn't able to touch anybody or come into contact with them so i was preparing a trial in that manner but also consequently with that grade came the, the police are allowed to select your jury and you have to pick from that jury members and therefore you end up having police and such on your jury so there were police members in your jury i believe there was yes well, hang on, hang on, Kevin. You believe there was, but you don't know that. Well, my, I asked my barrister to ask a question, and he said he didn't want to uh, get into that that area of the case. Okay, so we, so we don't we, we don't know that there were police no, officers your on jury your jury. Are selected from. Uh, okay, a but that's, that's 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 common, isn't it? The jury the jury gets selected. Well, yeah, but they, they, that happens but, in all, ca- all all murder trials. Yeah, correct. But the police actually selected my jury for us to select from. Prior to that, you, the, the, jury, the Bailey select your jury, uh, and then you pick. What evidence members. have you got, Kevin, that you didn't commit this murder? Okay, um, we've got a number of facts where the police officers interfered with witnesses, 
Uh, he's prevented the course of justice. That's proven and factual now. In what, way do you th- in what way do you claim that the police interfered with witnesses? Uh, a letter was put to the court that a witness couldn't be found. He was a lost witness. Uh, that they'd been to his house, been to his daughter-in-law's house and couldn't be found. That witness is, uh, was a prosecution witness and his, his evidence assisted my case in the first trial. The corrupt police officer stopped my solicitor in the corridor at, at trial and said that uh, one of the witnesses didn't wish to get involved or didn't want to be contacted. Again, a prosecution witness that also assisted okay. my case. And your, and your, and your, um, your lawyer, I'm assuming, kind of went and checked with that witness? Yeah, we've taken statements from them. So, but, so, but your so, the, the, and one police officer did get did get sent down for being corrupt. You're saying that the corrupt police officer spoke to your lawyer and said, "There's one witness that would help you, Kevin, but doesn't want to be part of the case." I'm assuming your lawyer went and spoke to that witness before the trial, during the trial. No, after the trial. But what why? he did do, he took notes at trial. Why uh, would you, why why would your lawyer? That, that's surely bad uh, bad work from your lawyer, isn't it? Surely they'd go and speak to that witness. During the trial? No, no, it's very easy for you to jump to all sorts of conclusions. No, no, Kevin, Kevin, I'm not jumping to conclusions. I'm asking you questions that a lot of people will be asking. And I'm sure if you, you you know, I'm sure if you want to, you know, you want to take this to the court and it's going to the court today, you're going to get asked a lot tougher questions than this, aren't you? No problem. It wasn't quite like that. My my solicitor, uh, I instructed my solicitor six weeks before the trial. He picked the case up at a very late stage and had to try and get to grips with the case through a screen holding up bits of paper but, discussing well, the case. It wasn't quite as it seems. You're trying to, yeah, we didn't get any disclosure of evidence. We were chasing evidence, and we were still chasing evidence 20 years later that hasn't been disclosed. So we had our hands tied behind our yeah. back, and we were trying to fight a case with our hands tied behind our back. I just, well, just, it, just Kevin, it, surely uh, that's a pretty poor solicitor that is told... No, it's not. No, can, I finish, can I finish? The, can I finish? Well, OK, you do talk over me, Ian, so I would respectfully ask you not to do that, please. Well, you can respectfully ask me, Kevin. Kevin, and, but we're having a conversation. I know that, but, you know, it's two ways, two conversations. Th- there is, Kevin, but you deliberately seem to be being slightly ob- ob- obtrusive. I just asked... I'm listen, not. mate, mate, you're going to get asked a lot tougher than this today, yeah, yeah, so, okay, you no. know, you, you've got to understand, you've served, well, 20 years for a murder that you say you didn't commit. Yeah. You've got you've got to understand that you're going to get questions from people. You understand that, don't you, Kevin? Yeah, but we'd get a bit. Look, we get we'd be able to explain in a little bit more detail. Okay. Well, then let's let's focus on one thing then. That's poor work from your solicitor. If he's told during a trial that a witness that could help you doesn't want to be involved anymore, that he doesn't even like make make a phone call to that witness to ask them what's going on. We had a private... There was so much going on in my trial, Ian, uh, with relation yeah, to the police trial. and what they were doing. In fact, the, a police officer tried to prevent another police officer go, giving evidence, and we had to get a private eye to find that police officer. We wasn't allowed to interview him for quite some time. We was given the runaround. And there was all sorts of stumbling blocks and, and such like that that we were trying to deal with at trial. And it was constant. It was continuous. I, sorry to push this. Why didn't your solicitor go and try and chase up that witness? Because he was already chasing other witnesses. The police said uh, didn't want to get involved, and now we found out there was a lie. For instance, the police officer trying to get that officer down. It took about four days to actually get access to that police officer, get a private investigator yeah. to be able to obtain access to gain an interview. Four days during a three-week trial, and like I say, we were already battling other areas of the case. That things was happening during the trial that was new to us that threw us off the track, and we had to try and deal with those aspects at that time. And there were so many in. I mean, you, you could never believe. My barrister, Joel Benathan, has said he's never known a case like it that has been so heavily corrupt with so many factual okay. details gone wrong. 
So, uh, okay. So your claim is that you didn't do it and, and there was corruption and we know that there was a corrupt copper involved. Yeah. How come over the past 20 years then, you say you've got all this evidence um, that you hadn't been... Because you've not been released, have you? You've been, you've been let out on... What's, what's the phrase? Parole. You've been let out on licence. So I'm you're on si- parole, yeah. Okay. So you're, you're still effectively, in the eyes of the law, Kevin, listen, Kevin, you're still effectively, in the eyes of the law, guilty of that murder. How come in the last 20 years your, um, your legal team weren't able to bring any of this evidence to an appeal? Well... I went to the Criminal Cases Review Commission, which is the, uh, the commission was set up to investigate such matters. However, these, it's amazing how you can be arrested and taken to trial in six months, yet investigations to release you can take up to nearly four years, which was almost the case of my last investigation. I found out that during one of my investigations at the CCRC, that the Chief Constable of Police of Hertfordshire Police, who was in office at the time of my arrest, was one of the 14 commissioners. And they wrote to me and they said, thank you for your representations. They're very well argued, very well put together. If we didn't think there was some prospect of referring your case back to the Court of Appeal, we would have closed it by now. We intend to have a meeting in the next two weeks and discuss how we're taking your case forward. 20 days later, I received a letter and they shut my case. So I made some investigations of my own and I found out what I've just told you about the Chief Counsel of Police. Why did they... And sh- hold on, hold on. And the, and the CCRC oh. wrote back to me and they said, it was inevitable that staff within the CCRC knew the police involved in your case okay. or knew someone who knew them. So you're suggesting... What charge do you stand? You're suggesting... Oh, it's factual. No, Kevin, please let me finish the sentence, mm. mate. You don't know what my question's going to be. You're suggesting... That the uh, your case never went to appeal because of corruption in the police force. I am yes. Okie dokie. Um, and your solicitor's been working on this the last twenty years. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you one more part in, and you, this is factual, okay, as well. In your opinion? Uh, no, it's factual. We've got it in writing. Okay. It's not well, my did, well, well, I, I've not seen any of this in, in, in writing, but go on. Well, I'm, I'm telling you, it's factual. Well, uh, well, okay, Kevin. <laughs> I, t- I don't know if you're t- you've been in prison well, for 20 years or not. I don't know if you're telling in, the truth or not. I wouldn't be a fool to state such things over the phone on air. Well, so please be with me. Well, Bear with me on well, that. Well, no, Kevin. Kevin. Uh, <laughs> Kevin. Well, I'm telling you, it's factual. Yeah, I know I've you're got... telling me it's factual, mate. That won't cover me if I get hauled up for libel. So just be careful, please. Oh, no problem. Well, I received a letter. Uh, this is factual from the Court of Appeal. The Court of Appeal instructed Yeah, I don't, Kevin, I've not seen any of these documents, all no right? No problem. All right. Just well, be really can... careful, because it will be no me problem. that gets hauled up in front of court for being, li- for being libelous. So just, right. you know, please, I, when, I, when I'm being cautious, understand I'm covering your backside, I'm covering the BBC's backside, more importantly, I'm covering mine, OK? OK. Away you go. OK. Uh, the Court of Appeal instructed an investigation into some anonymous documents that were sent to my solicitor. Uh, Part of that investigation was an undercover operation to go to the files that they came from. We didn't know about the undercover operation. However, my solicitor received a phone call from an anonymous source and said those files that those that the documents came out of were being searched by undercover police officers. We went directly to the Court of Appeal, who subsequently confirmed that there was an undercover operation. Okay, the police officers that was investigating them were of high echelons within the Hertfordshire Police. 20 days after they'd been into those files, they wrote back to the court in writing and said there was a conflict of interest because the officer they were investigating, which, which was a corrupt police officer, was a former colleague of theirs. And one of them had been tutored by him for two years. No one's denying... This is fact. So what happened was... No one's denying, that, Kevin... I'm going to yeah. interrupt because we're going off and I don't... Mm. No one's denying that there was, there was a corrupt police officer involved in this. You shouldn't have their colleagues investigating them. It should be an independent police force. Well, that's, that, that, that's by the by. The, the Is no it really? Mm. OK. Fair comment. You're welcome to your comment. By the by, it should have been an independent police officer. Police force. Not a former colleague. 
No one is denying, Kevin. By the way, I would. I, can I make a suggestion? You can, certainly. Thank you very much. I would just suggest... What, is it, what, what are you going to the High Court today? I am, yeah. Yeah, OK. Just maybe just... I don't... Listen, the attitude of me, I don't mind at all. I would tone the attitude down a little bit in court, but you probably know that. I might equally say the same to you, Ian, because you come across a little bit bolshy and uh, quite... quite Kevin, you don't come across quite as laid back as you, and I thought you might do, as other presenters have been. No, you, you, yeah, you, exactly. You thought I'd be going, hey, you, you never committed this. Um, you, you, what a terrible injustice. I don't know, Kevin. I don't know. Just I'm questioning question you. It comes across a little bit more aggressive than what you yeah, thought good. you might have been. Thank you very much. I take that as a compliment. Good. Um, I'm, you're welcome. This is going well. I'm just suggesting, Kevin, that when you're in court, that just, you know, that, that attitude isn't going to help you. But you, you'll know that. You, you've probably been advised that. I might be giving evidence to court. OK, well, that, I think that'll probably, you know, do you the world of good. Listen, um, what is happening today? Explain to us what's happening today. Uh, the Court of Appeal are going to uh, hear from a number of witnesses, or they may do, they may not, obviously, it's their choice. Uh, evidence going to be put before the court we've now obtained, um, and the court will c come to their decision. They may come okay. to it today or tomorrow. So, or and what decision, what decision will they come to? Whether you are innocent or whether you can you can actually appeal? I'm, I'm, I'm slightly unsure of what the legal process is. Well, there's this. a number of options they've got, and at the moment that is one of them. Uh, Which one, sorry? Whether they allow the appeal, whether they, they squash okay. it or they uphold it. So you've got all of the evidence that you say will prove that you are innocent. What if they say, nah, sorry, we don't buy this? Who, who, do, who, who do my listeners believe? Well, they can't make a decision over an interview over the phone. No, 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 I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the court today. If the court say, hey, I'm sorry, Kevin, none of this, this is all nonsense, none of this proves anything, who do my listeners believe? Well, the courts do get it wrong, and they've got it wrong a number of times. Look at the IRA, the Birmingham Six. How many times did they go back to court before they were overturned five yeah, times? In your case specifically, if the if the you present all of this evidence that you claim to have yeah. uh, to the court today, and the court go, the court look at it, and yeah. they go, nah, not buying this. Who do my listeners believe? Well, they go with the court, but I should be back in front of them. I should show up from the rooftops, and I've got more material to go back again with. Well, why don't you take all the material you've got today? It doesn't work like that. The courts repeal the, the solicitors say, no, we've got enough here, that should be sufficient. Oh. That's how it works. That that's be... what my barrister advised me on. He said, you can, okay. you can, we could have 100 pages of an appeal, Kevin. We've got enough there. And if, you don't, if you're not successful on this, it'd be a terrible injustice. That was my... my uh, Barrister's comments. Kevin, listen, I, 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 you know, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you, ta appreciate you taking a robust question. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I've got no idea. And if you're innocent and uh, you've, been, you've served 20 years, then man alive, I hope you get well rewarded and I hope you get uh, paraded around the town as, as being, uh, you know, an injustice by our legal system. I really, really do. Yeah, might I just say, if you were to place yourself in my position, OK, imagine how you would feel every time someone comes across and hits you with those questions because the frustrations yeah, be, of 20 years... be tough. It's inevitable that it's going it to come out. And I, I understand that. To, you know, I don't mean to come across that, but no, I from my position, you know, I've had to suffer this for 20 years. Yeah. You know, it's, my families have suffered it, my friends and my supporters. So sometimes it, 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 it is difficult to I ask the questions. That. I okay? understand and I'm that. Not that I'm not, I, I, I apologise to you if I've come across like that, but equally, I do feel, you know, you have to have give you some tough questions, but I Thank do feel you. like, you know, it could have been a little bit easier on both of us. It, it, it could have been, Kevin, but that's not my job, mate. No, you can ask the questions, but how you ask them at times, you know, you're not a barrister, okay. that's all. No, 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 I know, but Kevin, uh, yeah, <laughs> all right, listen, I, I, I appreciate that. If you are indeed innocent, then, of course, you must be incredibly frustrated. And I, 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 if you are innocent, I wish you the very, very best of luck, and I hope it all goes your way. Thank you very much. Kevin, thank you, mate. Let's know how it goes. Thank you. Take care. I will. 
08459 555. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such a minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. I don't know if I, well, I, listen, your thoughts on the interview, please. Not whether you think he's guilty or innocent or not. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. And injustices do get made. Um, 08459, excuse me, 455555. I think, uh, he, he's made me question my questions. I think I was right. I don't think I was particularly aggressive. No. I was asking... Well, and also, we wouldn't, right, we wouldn't let anyone come on and say, this is fact, when we didn't know whether it was fact or not. No. So uh, that was what you were pulling him up about. Well, we were you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. And I know it's interesting. There was um, a real consensus from a significant number of people we spoke to yesterday at here, uh, here, who was going, well, he's, he's definitely innocent. He's definitely... How do you know? Oh, because there, there was a bent copper involved. OK, there was. There was a bent copper. We can say that quite happily. He, he served time for it, or he got done for it. But how do you know he's innocent? And I'm not saying he is or isn't. I don't know. I don't know the case that well. I deliberately went in not knowing the case that well because I wanted to speak to him and get his opinion on it. The other thing is that the more we learn about the way that some police officers have operated in the past, the more you think, well, you know, Listen, bent coppers aren't that... I'm not saying all coppers are, uh, are uh, you know, corrupt, but it wouldn't be extraordinary for there to be a corrupt policeman if operating. If that gentleman is uh, is innocent, if Kevin is innocent, they're man alive, and I genuinely, I think he thought I was being sarcastic, I'm not, give him a million pounds, buy him a man's massive house, uh, you know, David Cameron should apologise, yeah. we should parade him around because the town on lost, our shoulders because he's lost 20 years exactly. of his life. That wasn't me being sarcastic, Kevin, If that, and I think you, you thought I was, not at all. People like, who, who serve any time in prison for something they didn't do, then we should all bow down and apologise to you. Also, this is a man who wrote 10,000 letters behind bars, right? So he is absolutely determined to clear his name. And and, and so he won't like it if people question him. But I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, and um, I'm really disappointed. I, Kevin, listen, I understand, of course, if you, you know, if you are innocent and you, you, you've spent 20 years trying to fight this kind of stuff, of course, you, you've got every right to be peed off. But you, you surely you'll understand why those questions had to be asked. Can I just say as well, I don't think you went in particularly heavy. Oh, I've I could seen have gone heavy. In. I've seen heavy. You, you, you saw me. You saw me biting my lip. You saw me bite. Not biting my lip. That makes me look coy. You saw me biting my tongue. You saw me biting my tongue. That I was saw something me. That was a 42-year-old me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there. And yeah, every other interview might have been easier. I, I take that as a great compliment. Thank you. Thank you very much. 08459 455555. Kevin, if you're innocent, mate, I wish you... No one wishes you more luck than me. Well, we probably do, but I His wish you... probably does. I wish you the... Honestly, you know, and if you're innocent, come in and tell us your story and let's talk about how we get you a book deal. Do you know what I mean? But let's see what happens. Dennis is on the line. Morning, Dennis. And then morning. that's an open invitation, Kevin. If, if, if you're innocent and uh, it gets, you, you know, it, then please come in. You can have an hour of the radio show to tell your story. That's, that's a promise from me. Dennis, what have you got for us? You're talking about people being hit. 
Little, when little you, people, you were young. I was talking about little people being hit yeah, by well, big I people, yes. Yeah, well, I was little people then, but my mother always hit me with her left hand so that a wedding ring made a dint in the top of my Isn't head. that horrible? No. Isn't that nasty? No. <laughs> she was a lovely lady. She had a hell of a she lot She sounds like with. it. She had a lot to put up with. She hit... So it let, your mother, a grown woman, hit a child... Yes. How old were you? Oh, I think I'd be eight. Eight. So your mother hit an eight-year-old with the hand that had her wedding ring on so it would yep. hurt more and leave but a mark. It left her, yes. Isn't that horrible? Top of my nut. On your what? No, she had a lot to put she up with. She hit you with. where? She had, a, she had a nervous illness. On your she head. She had a lot to put up with. OK. So she, so oh, so was, she did it because she was ill? No, because the point is, like all children, I was trying to find out the limits of my... Uh, life, you know, you're pushing all the time. Like your kids do, they push to find out how far. I've they never can hit go. them with a bit of metal. So, well, I mean, all right, it's a wedding ring. Yeah, I feel I'm, I'm really sorry to Lady hear that, Dennis. Gold. I'm really sorry to hear that. Why? The, the, I'm sorry you had to go through that. No, no, it made me a better man. Yeah, I'm sorry, because I've, uh, Dennis. I've never hit my children. And what? I once pointed out to a chap when I was on holiday <laughs> where he was throwing his son into the six-foot end yes. to teach him to swim. Yeah. And the kid came up gasping and his father was laughing. Yeah. I said, listen, you idiot, don't forget, he's getting bigger and you're getting older. There'll be a Passover point when he'll be chucking you in there. Uh, Dennis, I'm really sorry your mum uh, found it appropriate to hit you with a bit of metal to leave a mark on you. At least it was gold. Thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And it's also busy on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. On the A1 southbound, it's looking slow from the Holiday Inn towards Stirling Corner. And in Welling Garden City on Bessemer Road, that's looking slow through the roadworks at Digswell Park Road on the speed sensors. On the train departure boards, there are no major delays showing up at the moment, though. Smart the Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. Your call on big people hitting small people coming up after the news with Simon. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, the headlines. A man who served 18 years in prison for a murder in Hertfordshire he says he didn't commit is taking his fight to get his conviction quashed to the appeal court today. Kevin Lane was jailed for murdering Robert McGill in Rickmansworth in 1994, but his lawyers claim a corrupt police officer interfered with his case. Police in Milton Keynes say they believe the man murdered in Wolverton on Monday night was 31-year-old Ashley Gillard. His body was found following a fire in a flat in Trevithick Court. A 25-year-old man has been arrested. And a police investigation is underway after a suspicious package left in Luton yesterday afternoon turned out to be a hoax. Roads were closed, people were evacuated and the Army Bomb Disposal Unit was called in. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers thrashed New Zealand by 210 runs to win the first one-day international at Edgbaston. England posted 408 for nine, their highest ever one-day score, with centuries from Joss Butler and Joe Root before bowling out the Kiwis for 198, with Watford's Stephen Finn taking four wickets. Butler says it was important to bounce back from the World Cup disappointment. Really pleasing. Um, you know, it's up there with the best I've played, I guess. Um, and I think you know the timing of it as well, You know, for this brand-new era of one-day cricket, 
cricket, as everyone keeps saying, for England. Um, it's really pleasing. It was, um, no, most of all, I think it was really fun today. In football, England's women have made a losing start to their World Cup campaign with a 1-0 defeat to France in Canada. Here's coach Mark Sampson. We're in the game against one of the best teams in the tournament and we'll really build from this. This competition's about building momentum. And from that performance where we've managed the game properly, we've shown we can hang on in there with the best of teams. You compare that to the Germany game, there's a big difference and we create opportunities, so the players will take great belief. Milton Keynes Dons forward Dean Bowditch says they must take the momentum from promotion into the new championship season after signing a new two-year deal. And the BBC has learnt that an emergency FIFA Congress where Set Blatter's successor will be elected is likely to be held in Zurich on Wednesday, December the 16th. All 209 member football associations of FIFA will reconvene in the Swiss city for the meeting, which will culminate in a presidential election. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. It's people. It's, let's talk, it's people. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC hey, Three Counties hey. Radio. What a busy show. It's funny, I'm a little bit shaky after that interview. In a good way, in a kind of an adrenaline-infused... Um, uh, Way that was um, that was sparky. Yeah, that was sparky. It's a good job I'm not on the coffee anymore because I would be absolutely <laughs> buzzing. That was sparky. I enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, I, I totally got his point at the end that he's you know he, he claims he's innocent. He's been claiming that for 20 years. It's obviously got the number of years wrong. That's that's a remiss of well, us. Well, I wonder whether he was tw- two years in custody. Possibly. Yeah, that that might make sense. Um, and um, yeah, of course you're innocent. You, you, for 20 years, then you, you would get annoyed at people going, well, maybe you're not. Yeah. But that's my that guys. That's my job is to go. Well, maybe that's not true. What, 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 what if this were true? What if this and this had happened? That's my kind of the job is to. And I know that um, Kevin's had a few interviews where people have gone, "Oh, it must have been terrible. You've been in prison for twenty years for a crime you didn't commit." Well, we don't know that. We don't know that. That's that's the thing. Only only he knows that. Well, and also different interviewers have different techniques. Yeah. So I took that as a great compliment. And Kevin, I, I, honestly, it's a, a genuine offer. If you get found not, not guilty, man, come in for an hour. We'll talk to you for an hour and we'll get the full story because I would love to know. I would love to know, and uh, you know, but um, we don't know. But so the other thing is, if you're going to start accusing people of things, make sure that you can prove it. Yeah, That's- yeah. Um, let's see what happens. I'm going to follow that with interest today. Uh, have we got any texts, mate? Sorry, I know you're going through your bag. Yeah, I'm trying to find the memory stick. It's quite important. <laughs> um, She's forgotten where her memory stick is. I know, the stick irony. in your memory. <laughs> uh, start, stop, start. Oh, thanks. I'll start, stop. in my tra- memory. Can you stop doing that? Sorry. Seriously. Today it's like working, working with a chimp. Let's start. <laughs> can you not throw that? Can you stop throwing that? Hey. I'd nearly forgotten how great that damn song was, says Maffin Hanslope. Yeah, that, was was that was like ages ago, mate. Yeah, no, well, we haven't looked at these since. Let's start, stop traffic on the M25 anti-clockwise so junction 21A. You can hardly pick us up on the M25. Buy a quad bike and get free parking, suggests Mark in Bedford. Like your style. In the USA, <laughs> semi is pronounced semi, says Rob. Oh, why are we talking about semis? Because we're talking about those pigs in the trailer. Oh, yeah. And Interesting to know. So semi is a semi. Is a semi. Mm-hmm. It's like that song. Who's the beautiful man? You're beautiful. The soldier. James Blunt. James Blunt, James Blunt sings a song about getting a semi by the, the sea. sea yeah. Oh, it, every time. That's what ruined his career. Three that, wise, kind, that kind of filth. Three wise men in a semi. Yeah, that, sea, that filth got made us go, oh no, he's not as clean as we thought. Three wise men getting a semi by the sea. Disgusting. It's practical. Hanging baskets, chamaise balls, no doubt. Who needs Top Gear? Next show, Top Basket, boom, says Jeremy Marks. I literally understood I don't know. It's none just, of that. It's just words. I literally understood none of that whatsoever. 
We don't like hanging baskets on this show, yeah, and yeah. if you do like them, then we don't like you. They're a curse. Don't buy me a hanging basket. Well, I don't like understand. Me. You have them outside. Pa- all right, all right. Train stations. I get accused of being uh, negatory. I'm going to bring a little bit of uh, light into this. Negatory. Again. Yeah, I do, mate. Um, uh, let's let's try and be less negative about this. Okay. Go on. I do like one thing about hanging baskets. I do like one thing. What? I like it when they're hanging outside of pubs, and I walk past a closed pub about half past nine in the morning, and they've just been watered, and there's like water on the floor yeah. underneath it. I like that. That's what they do, right? I like that. They are continually committing suicide, right? Because you water them, you nourish them, and they spit, it, they spit it straight out. They're like the panda. We should let them go. God, that took a dark turn, didn't it? I'll play a song about birds in a minute, don't worry. Speaking of birds... Listen to Wally, I know how to do this job now. Play a song about birds later on. Speaking of birds... An animal lover... Might not like birds, actually. From St Albans, says his life's work has been ruined after a horse box containing his tarantulas and his snakes was set alight outside his home. Jeffrey Parker says he was hoping to set up a charity teaching children about animals, but now says he's lost everything. Over the past two years, he says there have been nine fires outside his home in Keswick Close, and the council has now installed cameras to monitor the situation. Jeffrey joins me now. Morning, Jeffrey. Morning. Tell me about these animals that you got. Um, the ones we lost in the fire are only a small amount of what we've got. Mm. We actually have a lot more. So, so what, give us give us some examples. How, how much have you got, and what kind of things? Um, I've got giant rabbits. We've now got eight of those that have just been born in the last week. Um, they are really, really huge. Mum and Dad weigh over two stone each. Giant rabbits are massive, yep. aren't they? Yeah, they really are. Uh, Mum and Dad are over two stone each. The babies are already up at about six ounces, and Blimey. they're only seven days old. Blimey. Um, we also have some rare breed rabbits. We've got some cashmeres, which are quite unusual. They take a lot of looking after, yeah. a lot of grooming. Um, we also have other animals. I have a 10-foot boa who is still growing quite rapidly. Um, she's only just three years old um, at 10 feet. She was rescued. We've got iguanas, a tegu. Um, we keep chinchillas, chickens, ducks. Now, where do you keep all of these creatures, Geoffrey? Uh, I've got a small piece of land now where um, I've got a lovely lady lets me use her piece of land to keep them on. Um, we keep them up there, and our hope is that we're hoping to get rebuilt after the fire, get everything restarted. Get what rebuilt exactly? We want to teach children how to look after their pets properly. We want to give them somewhere safe where they can come and learn about the animals that they want to keep, because today there's so many exotic pets available in pet shops, yeah. but they do not provide the information that people need on how to look after them properly. So you're... So, um What's this about... Are you keeping any of these animals in your flat and in your horse boxes? <laughs> Not anymore. We, um, we've still got some at the flat. Um, the reason the animals were in the horse box was because we were doing a launch show on the Saturday. Right. And we'd got everything prepared. We'd got all the equipment in there and everything else. And because of how we have to stack the animals in to make sure they're safe, yeah. they were actually put in the horse box right at the back. So that meant that once we got all the other equipment in, we couldn't get in there. So we put them in first on the Friday night, ready for doing the show okay. on Saturday So, so the morning. animals don't live in the horse no, boxes? No, 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 no. OK. And what animals have you got? You've not got the giant rabbits in your house, have you? No. Thank goodness no, for that, no, Jeffrey. No. The only animals I've got at the house are the iguanas, the snake and the tegu, because of that special requirement. What the hell is a tegu? We keep talking... We, we know what an iguana is. <laughs> what the hell is a tegu? 
It's a miniature version of a monitor lizard. That's the easiest way to describe it. Okay. Um, uh, most people know what a monitor lizard looks like. Is that the big one that stands up on its back That's feet? The yeah. one. Oh, yeah. That's blimey. the one. Um, oh my taigu at the moment is about four and a half feet. Um, that, Hang on, that, what? It's how long? Four and a half feet. That's the miniature version? Yeah, that's nah. the miniature version. No, I'm not having that. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not having that. Does that stand on its back feet? Yeah, it also likes to fight the dog when it gets a chance. Flipping heck. <laughs> who, what, oh, well, no, don't tell us who, because I know you've got a name in your mind. Oh, I think you've got a name in your mind. Yeah. What, why do you think someone would have set fire? What, what was in the horse box when it was set fire to? What, what all, animals? All our equipment, our pens that we'd built, our um, marquee that we were going to be using for the show. Yeah. And then, of course, we had the corn snakes and our spiders in there. Um, it was just devastating. We got a knock at the door at four o'clock in the morning. Young girl that lives over the road come nearly knocked my door down. Um, we went outside to find the horse box ablaze. We just couldn't believe it. We actually don't know why the fires are being set. We have no idea why. Um, it's so confusing and so frustrating because you can't figure out what you've done to someone that would want them to do this. You know, it's just frustrating not knowing. Again, I don't want any names. I don't want anything that might identify the person that you suspect it to be. Um, But we've spoken... Well, our reporter, Tony, has spoken to a a couple of neighbours who who are worried about, um, A, the fires, because that's obviously a danger to everyone around you, um, and, B, just that many animals, and I know that a lot of them are now living on this bit of land, but that many animals in the flats... You can, can you understand why people might be a little they bit worried? They think there's more here than what there is. Right. The, the problem is that people have got the wrong idea. They think there's hundreds of animals in here and there's not. How many animals are in, in that house, that flat right now? Nine. One bedroom flat? Yeah. It's quite a lot. It is quite a lot, isn't it, for a, for a one oh, bedroom yeah, flat? yeah, I won't argue with that. And if you're teaching young people the best way to bring up animals, is having nine... I'm just asking, Jeffrey. it's not a judgement call. Is having nine animals in a one-bedroom council flat the best way to bring up animals? It depends on the situation, what you've got and where you've got them. Yeah. Um, I mean, people seem to have this idea that I've got all these animals running loose in the house and everything else. Five of them are cats. Um, We never intended to have five cats. See, it could be... Do the cats go out? Yes, okay. when they want to. OK. Because it, it, it could be argued that having five cats in, in, in a one-bedroom flat is is um, is not particularly fair. Because that's not... I've got a cat, and that's not a lot of room, is it, for cats? No, no, no. I do agree with you. But, um, as I say, they, we never intended to have the five. No. Um, as for the, the snakes, the iguanas and the tegu, in the proper housing, they don't take up as much room as people think they do, although they're quite large. Yeah. Um, they need room to be able to move around and everything else. The neighbours that are... Because you had... Is it nine fires that you've had? Yes. Flipping heck. And the police haven't been able to catch anyone? Nope. And how many animals have you lost in the nine fires? Just what we lost. Just on in this that one. one. Okay. Yeah. Um, ha- th- those neighbours that are—I'm sure you'd agree—rightfully concerned about the number of fires. Is obviously someone doesn't like you. Well, yeah, we know that. It's <laughs> just that we don't know why. No, yo, well, um, the, the, the neighbours that are concerned about the number of fires, because nine fires over a few years—that is quite a lot. And I, I would be concerned if I lived in a street or in a block of flats, or you know, my next door neighbour was yeah. getting that many fires. And I know the fires aren't 
directly your fault. What would you say to those neighbours who are worried? How would you um, um, ease their fears? All I can say is that we're doing everything we can to try and find out who it is and to prove who it is so as we can do something about it. And to have whoever's doing them, if you've got a problem with me, why don't you come and speak to me? Yeah. You know, why fires? Why all the time? Oh, that's, I mean, there's someone setting up fires and then one of them they're killing animals. And uh, they're, yeah. they're obviously a nut job. But is it not, now that the animals are, it would appear are in danger, they're involved in this directly, is it not time, Jeffrey, to admit defeat and say, do you know what, that this, okay, we'll, we'll put the animals that we can on that bit of land that that lady is very kindly letting you use, but it's time to admit defeat? No. No? No. I, I think whoever's doing this wants me to do that. They want me to give up on everything I'm trying to work for. What people need to understand is that for 14 years I haven't been able to work due to ill health. Right. Right. Huh? I did a talk 18 months ago for a group of cubs. The interest in what we had to say and show them was incredible. We yeah. were amazed by how they reacted. Yeah. That same group has now had us go in and visit them five times Brilliant. over the last 18 months. Brilliant. And we have been to special needs schools. Um, we've been to old people's homes. We've been into ordinary schools. Trying to get an idea of whether what we wanted to do was a viable option, whether it was something that people would be interested in whether the children would be interested in it. We now actually have children come to us on a regular basis just to see the animals, just to come and spend time with them, learn about them. We've got local children who have been here who now have pets of their own, but those animals are not sitting in a cage all day. All right, listen, Jeffrey, I've got to go. Before I do, I've had a, a, a few tweets and an email asking yeah. this. Let's just pick this one from Carpet Martin. I bet Jeffrey's flat absolutely stinks. Wrong. Really? Because we never know. Pet people never know that their houses stink. I, I've, when I, I was... will agree that people don't know their no. houses stink, but yeah. there are ways that you can deal with odour problems from animals, and it's really, really easy. It's called just clean the house every day. Yeah, yeah. It's as simple as that. Maybe get a Glade as well. <laughs> well, it does help, but... Just keep a decent cleaning regime and you don't have a problem. All right, Jeffrey. Listen, um, uh, I applaud your intention to educate young people about looking after animals, particularly some of the weird... You go to the pet shop now, I don't know what half the stuff is. No, that's exactly our point. Most people don't. And animals are being kept in conditions that they should never be kept in. All right, Jeffrey. Uh, listen, uh, fingers crossed that there's no more trouble and yeah. uh, that the police ca uh, catch this idiot who's been doing this. So do I. Thank you for your time, mate. Right, bye. Cheers, thank you very much. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 is blocked northbound between Junction 12 for Flittick and 13 for Bedford. That's because of vehicles overturned. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's slow from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. And it's also looking very busy on the speed sensors on the A1 southbound from the Holiday Inn to Stirling Corner. On the A355 between Amersham and Beaconsfield, that's looking really slow in both directions. And having a look at the train departure boards, there's no reports of any major problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Gosh, what an interesting 45 minutes. I've really enjoyed the last 45 minutes. 
Someone, there's a really nice tweet from someone. Um, 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 sometimes, Ian, I think your show's a bit pants. But then you do interviews like that. Brilliant stuff. Speaking about when we were speaking to the gentleman who served 20 years in prison. It's been fun the last 45 minutes. Yeah, the next 12 minutes, though, are going to be ropey, so... What's the next 12 minutes? Just us. Oh, dear. <laughs> we'll pad it out with some texts. We'll do something. Right. 7.47. It's Wednesday, the 10th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man who served 18 years in prison for a murder in Hertfordshire he says he didn't commit is taking his fight to get his conviction quashed to the appeal court today. Police in Milton Keynes say they believe the man murdered in Wolverton on Monday night was 31-year-old Ashley Gillard. And a police investigation is underway after a suspicious package left in Luton yesterday afternoon turned out to be a hoax. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's quite a cloudy start out there this morning. We've got quite a lot of thick, low cloud, but it will start to dissolve. We're already starting to see glimmers of brightness down in West Hertfordshire at the moment, but gradually everywhere we should get a sunny spell or two this afternoon. Still fairly breezy, less so than yesterday, though, and it's feeling just a touch warmer. Not much, but a little bit, 17 Celsius being the maximum. Overnight tonight, it is going to become cloudy again. This evening, it should disappear, but then once the sun sets, the cloud comes back in from the east and with it the temperature drops down to 8 Celsius. For tomorrow it's a cloudy start but then the sunshine or sunny spells arrive. The wind is light but it's going to feel warmer perhaps a bit more humid as we head through the latter stages of tomorrow. The warmer air coming up from the south. 21 Celsius being the maximum so quite a leap in temperature. For Friday it's going to be warmer still but really humid quite muggy and we could see one or two heavy thundery downpours and that's your forecast. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Triple three, start your text 3CR. What have we got? Hey, Kels! She's on the other. Unbelievable. Yeah. I was going to tell her it was nice to have her back. Tell her it's not nice. To... It's nice to have you back, mate. It's all right. I'm just on the phone to Dennis. He doesn't even know that I'm talking to you. Oh, flipping Thanks. heck. Well, he's, he's spoken to you us already. Dennis that we've done? Dennis that we've done in Dunstable? Yeah. We've done, done Dennis, Dennis in Dunstable. Dunstable. I know. This is the third time he's called. Oh, Dennis. Oh, Dennis, we're done. This is, cause, this is what happens because his right, mum smacked him with a ring. We'll talk about smacking kids in a second. Catherine, that's you. Yeah. What have we got on the Texas? Well, not a lot, really. Oh. Um, I, I'll, I'll make some up. Um, oh, no, don't do that with the BBC. We're not I'm allowed. I'm joking. I was making that up. Am good, I allowed to do that? Good one, mate. Yeah. Well, no, we... Well, this is Jamie, right? And I don't think it's fair. Go on. First thing that comes to mind, bloke at home encourages children to come to his flat. 
I can see how some nut job could go further with that pro- thought process, says Jamie. That's not what's going on. Talking about um, that last gentleman we spoke to wanting to take, ch- take oh, no, uh, animals no, 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 to... Oh, no, 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 no. So I'm, don't get that impression. That's I'm not, not what's I'm going not, on. I'm not having that. That was Jeffrey Parker. I'm not having that. I'm, no, I'm not no, having no. any in, in, incineration. Are you incinerating something? I can smell burning. I'm not having any incineration that um, there's anything other than he wants to educate kids about animals. Not having that. And he goes out to places. He goes to special schools yeah. and, 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 and cubs. And I, I, I hate this, this assumption that because, uh, uh, particularly men, because a man wants to work with kids, people go, oh, that's a bit suspicious. No, no, no it's not. And it's terrible that we have that. But I'm assuming that gentleman who texted him was joking. So I that's, think so. That's just a little bit of banter. That's fine. But uh, I'm sure Jeffrey's heart is in the right place. Yeah, not fair at all, really. No. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, yeah, come, I've got a bit of Twitter bounce going on with Richard. Aye, nice one. Morning, Rich. Who says, I really like Ian as a presenter. However, I agree with the caller. He wasn't very compassionate. Going to oh. carry on listening. So I wrote back. Oh, God, no. Oh, it's all right. It's OK. Do you want to know? <laughs> well, go on. Uh, I said, I completely understand, however, we can't let people come on throwing accusations around. You get that, don't you? Uh, And he said, totally agree. I think it was when Ian kept having the last word. Um, Sometimes it's not right. Kate says, I like it when you ask questions like that. It's... It's people. Let's talk talk to each other. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Someone's Um... got to have the last word, and it's your show. But besides which, it wasn't about having the last word. It was getting some questions answered. And also, um, I'm trying to think. A, did, did I need to be compassionate? And B, and I think people, he said, I think Kevin thought this, that I was being sarcastic. Genuinely, if that guy's been in prison for 20 years mm. for a crime he didn't commit, then I, I genuinely think, we sh- and it's so hard for people who've been to prison for crimes they didn't commit to get any um, financial compensation. Well, what good would the money do? Well, do you know what? It's literally the very least we can do. We've stolen 20 years, you know, decades of their life. The least we can do is give them a million quid and a nice house and apologise in public. Yeah. That's the least we can if do. If that's what's happened. For stealing bits of their lives. It, you know, yeah, and if that's, if that's what's happened. I deliberately... Because there were lots of people yesterday going, it's definitely innocent, definitely innocent. Well, how do you know? Ben Copper. OK, yeah, how do you know he was innocent? That, if you're saying there's a bent copper, then that bent copper has worked on other cases, so are all those people innocent? Uh, and I deliberately didn't read a lot about that story because I didn't want to be... I wanted to speak to him and, and get it straight from um, from him. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I did make my... He said something like, why, why aren't you believe me? Well, you've been in prison for 20 years, mate. You know, I, I've, I've and that, got a lot of questions. That, that question's not going to roll in court, is no. it? Uh, I've also no. had a text message through a proposal, if you will. Maybe I, I did get a little bit sarky when he was—he was—he had a cob on with me. I know. Maybe I should have bit my tongue a bit more there. I don't know. Anyway, go on. Boyle, spelt B-O-I-L. Yeah. What's wrong? Already with that? onto a winner. Will you marry me? Says Daniel. Hey, oh. Daniel, my brother. You are younger than Kath. She's fifty-three, <laughs> you know. Daniel, she's so old. Daniel, oh, 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 I'm, not, oh, oh. I'm not so very old. But um, <laughs> how do I phrase this? Daniel, I'm very touched by that. Yeah, you will be. But uh, wait, wait, we don't know anything about Daniel. He don't matter. Like... If you're not careful, Daniel, I will. And then you'll you'll learn. Daniel's her brother. That <laughs> makes it very weird for him to marry her. But Cousins is OK. It's not, it's not really, though, is it? It's not really, but legally, it's absolutely fine. But it's not really, though, is it? So is this. In this modern world of ours, where all is push and shove everybody's got to have something he can love some folk like to spend their lives on horses dogs and booze others pass their time away with monkeys lions and gnus but me I like birds 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 
kind of bed Nothing's seen or heard Thrills me like a bird I like birds, birds, birds You can take my word There ain't nothing like a bird, bird, bird There's a throttle-throated, plushy-coated, lushy little thrush Who twitters every evening by me door She whistles up near oh lots of lovey-dovey slush It makes me feel so poor I like a bird who rests On me airy chest Where she's built a nest In my old string vest I like birds, birds, birds You can take my word There ain't nothing like a bird, a bird, a bird. I like birds, birds, birds. I like birds. I used to keep my star be a sensation with an all. I like birds. I've often fancied a poodle. I like birds. Not like I fancy a bird. I've gone off my porridge. Football and cricket about it. I love birds. I think it's just gone politically correct. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. Well, BBC Three Counties Radio. Can I Radio. give you two emails? Just a minute, because I'm just Facebooking Daniel. He's giving me his details. Daniel, Is this immoral? Is this wrong? What's, what's wrong? He said he's 26 and on Facebook to look him up. Four. You're literally twice his age plus one. <laughs> surname? I'm not going to say because he's mine and you'll nick him. No, 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 I won't. Gatford has emailed him. Since moving to the new studios, your show is faster. Please slow down. We ain't moved to the new studios <laughs> yet, brother. Anything yet? That's a, w- 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 a week today. And then, then Jill is uh, Jill is all over the place with her email. Listen to this. This is in, this email is literally insane. It's entitled Shaggy. Having listened to Matt Lockwood brackets Shaggy, mm. I'm beginning to think no. he's really Ollie Martins. What? Hang on, he's, she's mixing up two people. She's mixing up three, three people. people. Having listened to Matt Lockwood's bracket Shaggy, I begin. Listen, no, 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 no. Shaggy is completely different from uh, from Lockers. Uh, 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 all right, listen. This is Lockers. Before I know it, he's got both of my hands in his vice-like grip above my head, and he's pinning me to the wall using his lips. His other hand grabs my hair and yanks down, bringing my face up, and his lips are on mine. My what's-it strokes his and joins in a slow erotic dance. His hoojima flip is against my belly. That's Lockwood. This is Ben. Hello, I'm Shaggy. I'm Shaggy. Would you guys downstairs like a coffee? Yes, please, Shags. Thank Love you, one. Mate. We thought you'd never ask. Thank you. Thanks, Shags. Um, and this is Ollie Martins. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed in the referendum. Ragging around. <laughs> um, so, front page. Oh, we haven't got time for that now. Um, Go uh, on, quick. We, no, we haven't got time for it, mate. Oh, so disappointing. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There's been an accident on the M1 northbound with a lorry that's overturned, blocking two lanes between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 13 for Bedford. Also, it's busy on the M25 anti-clockwise with queues at Junction 25 for Enfield. In Watford, it's busy on Beach and Grove around the turning for Escort Road. And on the train departure boards, the 812 service from Luton to Brighton is delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Escort Road, is that uh, is that in Hightown, guys? Um, Anthony's furious with us. I was too outraged to complain. Yes. Oh, Lee, will you please leave Lock Poker alone? I was too outraged to complain yesterday. You allowed Robin of Locksley in Lock Poker. Is that really within the rules? Yes, Robin of Locksley. Robin of Locksley, yes. For goodness sakes. Also, I made the game up. I made the rules up, guys. That's the rules. Huh? Another hour to go. I'm so tired. Really, really tired. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines appeal court hearing for man jailed for Hertfordshire killing. Police name Milton Keynes murder victim and woman attacked in Bedfordshire lay-by. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man who served 18 years in prison for a murder in Hertfordshire he says he didn't commit. He's taking his fight to get his conviction quashed to the appeal court today. Kevin Lane was jailed for murdering Robert McGill in Rickmansworth in 1994, but his lawyers claim a corrupt police officer interfered with his case. He may maintained his innocence on this programme this morning and said he would continue his campaign even if today's appeal fails. Well, you've got to bear in mind, OK, you've got 12 jury members and they have to uh, make a decision on what's put before them. And if the evidence is put before them is tainted, flawed and fabricated, you don't stand much chance. If you present all of this evidence that you claim to have yeah. uh, to the court today and the court go, the court look at it, and yeah. they go, nah, not buying this, who do my listeners believe? Well, they go with the court, but I should be back in front of them. I should show up from the rooftops, and I've got more material to go back again with. Police in Milton Keynes say they believe the man murdered in Wolverton on Monday night was 31-year-old Ashley Gillard. His body was found following a fire in a flat in Trevithick Court. A post-mortem examination is due to take place today. A 25-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of murder. Bedfordshire police are investigating an attempted rape in a lay-by on Monday evening on the A6. They've praised the bravery of the woman who was a Attacked. More from Lee Agnew. The woman had broken down near Oakley at about 7.30 when a man riding a mountain bike approached her, sexually assaulted her and tried to pull her into a field. Detectives say the victim showed remarkable bravery and managed to fight off her attacker. The man's described as white, aged in his mid-30s to 40s, approximately 5 foot 9 inches tall, well built and had bad teeth. He's described as having straight, dirty blonde hair and was wearing dark clothing. The first remains of victims from the German Wings Air disaster have been flown back to Germany. 150 people died when the flight's co-pilot, Andreas Lubitz, crashed the passenger jet into the French Alps in March. 44 victims were repatriated last night, including 16 schoolchildren, as Anna Holligan reports from Dusseldorf. The 16 school children who were on a language exchange programme are among the first to be repatriated. The families will have a chance to view the coffins inside a hangar at the airport before the cortege passes by the school in Holtern. 
German prosecutors are still investigating what caused Andreas Lubitz to initiate the fateful descent. A lawyer representing some of the relatives told the BBC that this is a time for family reunification. A police investigation is underway after a suspicious package left in Luton yesterday afternoon turned out to be a hoax. Roads were closed, people were evacuated and the army bomb disposal unit was called in. In sport, England's cricketers thrashed New Zealand by 210 runs to win the first one-day international at Edgbaston. And in football, England's women have made a losing start to their World Cup campaign with a 1-0 defeat to France. The weather mainly cloudy this morning, brightening up this afternoon, staying dry, a maximum temperature 16 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. That's been a busy show. The last hour was, um, was uh, feisty. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. I do recommend you, if you go into the iPlayer a bit later on and... Um, have a little listen to uh, the seven o'clock hour. It was um, well. Uh, it was very interesting. Talking about a bloke who's uh, spent twenty years in prison for a murder he says he didn't commit. We were going to talk to another guest about this, but they can't come on. So we'll. Um, I don't know. Play, we'll play naked bingo or something. Oh yeah, we'll leave it to the callers. We'll leave it to the callers. You can fill the gap left by uh, a guest who doesn't want to be on the show anymore. 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This you know, um, Three Counties Radio. You know I get brain freeze when you talk to me while I'm... While I'm um, Hello, Katia. Sorry? I'll put you straight through. Hello. You know I get brain freeze when you talk to me while I'm talking. Yeah. I can't cope with oh, that. And still I love doing it. Well, do you know what? What? There's a, uh, I found a way in the new studio of stopping that happening, so uh, be, be careful. Oh. We've got to do a fake show today. Uh, well, a fake show. We're doing, a, we're doing a fake 15 minutes of a show. Um, and it's going to be the sweariest fake 15 minutes of a show ever. It's going to be too blue for air. It's going to be very raunchy. It's going to be one for the dads. Um, and the mums. Maybe we'll put it out on the podcast. We won't. It'll be, we too, won't. It'll be too blue for the internet. We are going to ensure that no one can ever listen to it again. It will, go, it will be set on fire. Partly to annoy the boffins who we'll be working with. Those guys. Those, those guys. Um, but um, I can't remember where I was going with that thought. It doesn't matter now because Katia's on the line. Morning, Katia. Hello, Ian. Hello, Katia. How are uh, you today? Well, I'm not that so, so breathless. I'm so breathless. <laughs> I've been making love to Roger. No. Oh! Oh, yes, no. this is the noise I make when Roger makes love to me. <laughs> and then I go to engrave a gun. Uh, uh, I have a question for you. Yes, I have a question for Roger. No. When is he going to make love you to me again? You have to answer straight away. Is he going to bed? Is he I, going? I, is he going to work? Or is, does Roger work? Be cheating again? Is Roger? Does Roger go to work? No. Katia, you know the only way to get around this, don't you? Is, is Roger? Uh, is Roger uh, British you, citizen? You've got okay, to speak. Yes. You've got he to is, speak. You've got to speak to him in French. Is, the only way he'll listen. Is Roger? Is Roger native? Is bonjour. Bonjour. Is bonjour, Roger yeah. native? Native dans la bonjour, table. Comment dit-on lion? Mais oui. Oui. J'ai deux ans. Persian. How do you say lion in Persian first? How do I say lion in Persian? Well, I don't know. I don't. My okay, Persian is very. No, I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. I say. I just. I don't my even. Point. I don't even need to know the, no, how to say the word lion in Persian because I'm too busy saying Roger, we Roger, please. <laughs> we need to open an inquiry yes. about Kelly's and Ferdy's missile from yesterday's uh, game. 
Why is why is this lock poker nonsense? It was it was a little bit of filler that went no. on for too long. No. Uh, we got actually got hauled in by the boss, and the mm-hmm. boss said, "If you ever play anything mm-hmm. as uh, uh, ridiculous as lock poker ever again, no, you, you're all fired." So that yeah. kind of put pay to our idea for dock poker. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay, right. So Sherlock. Right, oh. this is the thing, right? For those who missed it yesterday, we played lock poker. Let's have, I tell you what, let's have a quick round of lock poker. Huh? Katia, you're going to be third in it. So it's going to go me, Catherine, Katia, Kelly. Me, Catherine, Katia, Kelly. We can use words that we used yesterday. Yeah. Padlock. Hemlock. I'm Katia. Camden Lock. <laughs> Hang on, did you just say, I'm Katia? <laughs> yes. Camden Lock, excellent answer. Well done. Mm-hmm. Dreadlock. Gridlock. Goldilock. Clock. No! You're out. You're out. It doesn't work. Yes, Katia. No, Katia. It doesn't work. Why? Because... Clock. Yeah? Clock. Okay. Clock. Well... You compared it with Sherlock. Sherlock, Well, can you... I know it's not your proper language. No. No. So you don't understand the subtleties of English. All of your your French and your Belgium and your Flemish, they're all kind of... There's no subtleties. There's no no ingenuity. That's why you never had a Chaucer or a Shakespeare. Regular listeners to this show well, no, I think they're both brilliant wordsmiths. Sherlock. They had Molly What, what does sure mean? Hello, sure. No, what does sure mean? What does sure mean? Sure means hits, baby. No, no. I got you, babe. <laughs> Gypsies, tramps, and... Sure means looking good at the age of 79. Yeah. Sure means... <laughs> sure means wearing nothing but a, a sequin and getting away with it. Sure means business, baby. OK, what does C mean? Well, you don't want to know. Crumb. <laughs> no. What's the clock? It's a keeper of time. Right. Okay. The C in there, it means don't. continuity. Oh, you're... Oh, no, Katia. Yeah. Katia. Uh, Katia. Yeah, actually, Kelly's won. We've won. No, Katia. Love- do you know what you've done now, right? Yeah. I was sitting on the fence. I didn't know which way to vote. I know exactly which way I'm voting in the <laughs> EU referendum. In, out, in, out. Shake it all about, Katia. You're bitter. Thank you. See, the problem with these people is they think this is a democracy. <laughs> they come over here. <laughs> you got all these... This is right. This is why, OK, I've decided I'm anti-Europe now. I didn't... I didn't... Genuinely didn't know. Specifically Belgium. Yeah, let's just hope... Let's just hope for David Cameron's sake that Katia doesn't get a bigger mouthpiece than BBC Three Counties Radio, where there's, there's only 60 people listening. She's got her own podcast. OK, well, that's, uh, that's another 12 people. So, so far, she's, pre- she's preaching to 72... But it's, it's people like that that make us think... Oh, do we really want to be associated with those plums? Because this is what they're like. Hey. Pedigree Pete. Good morning, my friend. How are you? This is what we do. When a guest drops out, we get um, we fill it with this. What would you rather listen to, dear listener? Pete, what have you got? Well, I've got another I've got another lock for you. <laughs> oh. well, I know I, I know I phoned in yesterday with a couple. Well, I know we're past. Yes. Uh, but I've got another one for you. Yeah. And I've also got a suggestion for your for your actual game. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Right, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a knee lock first. What, what, what hang on, hang on, hang on. What the hell is a knee lock? A knee lock? That's when someone gets you uh, in wrestling and they get the knee wrapped around the back of your neck. Have you got a baby in a knee lock there? No, 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 no. It's one of the it's one of the special needs children I'm taking to school. Oh, very nice. Very nice. That's good of you. you. Yeah, well now, done. Are you ready for this lock? Yes. Now, you You've not got any of the special needs kids in a knee lock, have you? Just to check. No, no, Excellent. No, OK, got to no, clarify no. that. OK, go on, no, Pete. No, no. Right, me and you are going to have pistols at dawn, so we're going to use flintlocks. Yeah. 
Did we have flintlocks? We didn't have flintlocks, did we? Yes, I think we might have. We, I think we had uh, flintlocks. No, no. I think that might have been one someone gave to Kelly. Kelly, did someone give you a flintlock yesterday? Not no. As far as I know. She oh. hasn't got a clue. I don't think we had it, Pete. Well, it's, you, you, it, well done. If we, if we were still playing, you'd have won. You're about 26 that hours too late. But... Oh, thanks very much. Thanks for calling, Pete. Get those kids to, call, to school safely. Emma's on the line. Good morning, Emma. Good morning. At last, a voice of sense and indeed sensibility, Emma. <laughs> a grown-up. What have you, I'm so sorry. What have you got for us? Well, um, I, I, about a month ago, you were talking about special gravy, and I thought if you sorry? have time to kill this morning, you could actually give out the recipe, because I've been looking for it online and all my recipe books. Don't Google special gravy. When, when will, hang on a second. Let's just uh, tread carefully, guys. When were we talking <laughs> about special gravy? It was about a month ago, yes, and um, it was special gravy that perhaps um, a married couple would use. Thanks very much indeed for calling, Emma. Would use to dress a, a joint of beef. A joint of beef, special uh, gravy. Take your red wine, take your, your meat juices. Yeah. Okay, and you add a little bit of um, cornflour. Oh, I've been, I've been. Thank you, Emma. Well, didn't she surprise us? She was, she was. Not a Trojan. really. We wrote. She wrote special gravy on the screen. I did wonder. She was a Trojan horse, though. She sounded so prim and proper. I'm enjoying. I've signed. Okay, so I, I'm cheating on Amazon because now Amazon Prime. Okay, these film streaming services. Amazon have taken all the good stuff off. It's really weird. It lists all the good stuff. You click on it, or you've got to go you've and pay, pay for, for it. That. I know, right. I know. It's, it's outrageous. So I've gone. I've got, I'm, I'm caning my free month of Netflix. I'll cancel it. Set up another email account. Cane that. Cancel it. Set up another email. I won't. Um, and I've rediscovered. There's a brilliant Canadian program called Trailer Park Boys. Oh, it's been making me laugh so much. Primarily because it's so sweary. Right. It's just filthy. There's a character in it. There's you a character in it called. <laughs> No. And he's just an old guy who collects Why? junk. And they'll just go, morning. <laughs> you know this. Um, no. Careful. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> they I go. I how he got that nickname. <laughs> I, I, I guess he smells, I guess. But they go, they go and have some burgers. I, I can't even tell this story. They go and have some um, burgers. And they're just coming out going, man, that gravy. That gravy was so good. What? How do you think they do it? And the guy goes, ah, you know, it's just, it's just like loads of meat and chicken and ground up and you know mixed into. I can't, I can't. It's just so. For the full joke, go to trailer. What are they called? Trailer, trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park Boys. Oh, I showed you a picture of bubbles. Get, get Kelly. Google bubbles from Trailer Park Boys. He I looks mean... a lot like Scoins. <laughs> It's not safe for work, that programme, and it's not safe for kids, but kids would love it. It's so filthy. Uh. <laughs> Julian, well, oh. Julian, I can't believe you're going to stole all my weed. <laughs> Glenn's on the line. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Glenn. Well, Glenn, can I check? You weren't banned yesterday for the rest of the week, were you? No, I never rang you. Good lad. OK, just, just to check. What have you got for us, Glenn? Uh, in this lock thing, have you, got, have you had crook lock? Yes, yes, we did, mate. Glenn, you is, did. Your, okay. is your full name Glenwell? No, Glenn Phillips. Glenn, <laughs> Glenn, I'm really sorry, mate. Um, you're banned for listening for the rest of the week now. Oh, okay. What What are you going to listen? What are you going to listen to instead of us, Glenn? I'll still listen to you. No, 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 no. Can no. <laughs> no, Catherine, can you explain what being banned for listening to us for the rest of the week actually means to Glenwood? Okay, Glenwell. <laughs> what it means is. Are you listening, Glendale? I am. Glenneth. Or Glenneth. You've got to listen to a CD, and it's going to be a CD of um, Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller. Hello, 
Well, I've got a CD on a, cool, a band called Cool Million now, then. That will do. Listen to them All for right, the rest then. of the week, and we will not say any more about them. Glenston, okay? you cannot listen to us for the rest of the week. By the way, Digital Dan has just sent me the most amazing tweet. Ian, did you know the Trailer Park Boys are coming to Cambridge for a live show in September? No, I did not. But now we do. Now I'm going. And we'll get them on the show and we'll pre-record. And I didn't carpet Martin. OK, I don't think I did bring the fader up too early, oh, but um, I think it, it broadcasts anyway. Uh, Craig? Okay. Yes, mate. Yes, Craig, what you got? Airlock. Have you had it? Yes. Yes, mate, you're banned for listening for the rest of the week, but thanks for playing. Craigston. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 is down to one lane northbound between Junction 12 for Flittick and 13 for Bedford because a lorry's overturned, so traffic's managing to pass in one lane, but there are queues all the way back from Junction 11 for Dunstable. Looking at the speed sensors, the A5 is really busy through Dunstable in both directions as well, possibly as a result of that. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise at Junction 20 for Kings Langley, and in Watford on Exchange Road, that's looking very busy too on Beach and Grove. There's no reports of any major delays on the train departure boards at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC. Three counties radio. Well, someone's telling us that a, a naughty word may have been broadcast by, purely by accident. If it was, that was a complete fault in the system. And if uh, you heard it, with sincere apologies. If you didn't hear it, well, um, uh, press your red button now to find out what it was. Right, it's um, 8.15. It is Wednesday, the 10th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man who served 18 years in prison for a murder in Hertfordshire he says he didn't commit is taking his fight to get his conviction quashed to the appeal court today. Police in Milton Keynes say they believe the man murdered in Wolverton on Monday night was 31-year-old Ashley Gillard. And a police investigation is underway after a suspicious package left in Luton yesterday afternoon turned out to be a hoax. Three Counties Radio. Well, those headphones won't work. They do, actually. In they... one ear. Um, do they? No, they work in both. Oh, do they? Oh, yes, with good. this you're really spoiling us. Oh, you're right. Yes, I'm fine, thank you. Are you all right? I'm enjoying your... Um, I, I, as you know, I'm a genuine fan of your uh, uh, consumer hour. I'm, I'm enjoying... And there's no humour in this one at all. I'm enjoying the... Um, Bitterness of the company you're dealing with, the um, the little uh, scooter, the the, uh, the the go kart, the go kart one. Oh, you like that? Do you? I do, I'm enjoying that one, and it's not because it's not really, you know, it's just kind of bubbling along. Mm. And I tell you what, swung it for me was the really long passive aggressive statement from the company yesterday, basically saying it blokes an idiot. I mean, that's kind of uh, kind of what it boils to. The bloke's yeah. an idiot. But it went on and on and on for ages. Yeah, it did. It's a good story, that one. That was uh, a n one of a number of emails I've had that are of similar length. Yeah, oh, really? Saying, They're hoping you'll get bored. Saying a similar kind of thing, um, yeah. but in many, many words. But there are some people in life who can't just say things succinctly. Yeah. Well, they're no. hoping you'll get bored, and they've obviously never listened, because you can put up with so much boring tedium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As can my audience. <laughs> As can the audience. But it was, uh, I, I enjoyed that. And, and, you know, it's you just think, oh, for goodness. It's one of those things. You think, oh, for goodness sakes, company, they must listen to it. They must listen to it if they know they're going to be on the radio. Just sort it out. Yeah. Just sort it out. You're coming across as plums. Uh, by the way, did you hear my shout-out from Wally Webb this morning? I did not, no. What did uh, Got Lord a shout out Wallington from, uh, of Webb say? From uh, Lord Wallington of Webb this yeah. morning. Seemingly he'd been listening to yesterday's chat. 
<laughs> oh, gosh, really? Yeah, yeah. There are people... Um, you've got to be careful, Jen of House and Regis. There are people that grasp us up. What, to Wally Webb? To Wally Webb and to other presenters and, indeed, to other radio stations. They oh. grasp me up anyway, so there yeah, are people... Yeah, but you say things all the time about other people. Sorry, do I? I mean, um, nice well, things, on, on air, yes. you often talk about other presenters, don't you? But they say nice things. I'm never rude about... A, 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 hey, listen, it's a tough business, guys. If anyone can make a buck in this business, even the rubbish ones, that's got to be uh, re- uh, applauded. And there certainly are a lot of rubbish ones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, there we go. Well, if you're listening today, Wally, hello. (laughs) What's on your show today? Coming up up on the big phone in this morning. Do you respect people from different cultures who still smack their children? Mm. We've been talking about, yes, this is a good one. A High Court judge has said we must make allowances for people from different cultures who live in this country but still want to smack their children. She argues that in many newly arrived communities in the UK, children were still slapped and hit for misbehaviour and we must do more to understand that different cultural context. The NSPCC disagree. They say children need to be protected, irrespective of cultural sensitivities. Well, under the 2204 Children's Act, parents uh, parents are allowed to smack their children as long as it amounts to reasonable punishment. Well, from nine this morning, I'd like your reaction to this. Do you respect people from different cultures who still smack their children? Maybe you're one of those people that thinks actually many people from different cultures, they've got it right on child discipline. And if only one or two British people, British people with a British culture, Mm. were to smack their children, we wouldn't have the unruly oiks we have today. From nine this morning, I'd love your reaction. Do you respect people from different cultures who still smack their children? 08459 455 555. Come here and I'll give you a smack. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. The book is all about how you can use nature to make walking a detective game. There's no cost to spending um, ten minutes looking at all this stuff. Three mums from Hertfordshire have uh, got something a little bit different planned. Uh, this weekend they're walking the 100 kilometres. We've done lots of training and we're aiming to complete it within 24 hours. Nick Coffer. Is that a maze in front of your house? It's called a parterre. Oh, it's a parterre, is it? <laughs> I planted it myself with 540 plants, so I know it's a parterre. Award-winning uh, Milton Keynes sports journalist Mike Calvin has written Gareth Thomas's autobiography. I've got to think what you think, I've got to see what you see, I've got to hear what you hear. And that will be an inherently painful process. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Walking detective game. 08459 is the telephone number if you wish to give us a call. Now, we've been following the story of 96-year-old war veteran Robbie Clark, who's been battling to spend the time he has left in his own home. Brent Council refused to pay for 24-hour care, but told us last month that they had come up with a solution which involves recouping money from the sale of his flat when he dies. They came on the air and said that, didn't they, Catherine? Yes. He, the, the fellow from the council came on the air and said, we've solved it, he can stay in his home... We'll sell the flat when he when he passes on and we'll take the money out of that that he owes yep. us. And if you remember, our next guest was a little bit reticent to get excited about it because yes, he said, I've heard lots of promises before. Robbie's son, uh, Mike, who uh, came on the show and joined us at the same time as Phil Porter from Brent Council. Uh, but Mike, uh, Mike's on the line now. So, so did that get sorted then, Mike? Uh, well, I'm still not excited, I'm afraid, Ian. Um, I'm exactly the same state as I was before. Nothing has happened, nothing has changed. 
and the council still being as obstructive as ever. Because we spoke to Phil Porter from Brent Council and he said we can sort this out. Um, Dad can stay in his home uh, and then when Dad passes on, sell the home and we'll take the money that's owed to us from that. Is that happening or not? No, it's not. I mean, in fact, I've checked out with a, an adult social care lawyer that, in fact, my dad does not qualify for that deferred payment they talked about. He doesn't meet two of the three criteria that the Care Act uh, highlighted. So it's a complete nonsense anyway. Right. Where's Phil Porter, Catherine, the gentleman from Brent Council? Well, I think we approached him yesterday. Let's find out. Yeah, have a little look in the notes. We have, we, 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 we have notes, uh, Mike, that tells us who was called and to asked to come on and talk about stories and uh, what they said, because um, you would have thought that Mr Porter um, would be more than willing to come on and explain why this has all been muffed up. Right, OK. Right. We've got a statement. OK, let's have the statement. Robbie Clark, supported by 187,000 petitioners, asked the council early this year to find a way for him to stay in his home, receive his care by a living carer and not have to worry... This is a statement from Phil Porter, who we spoke to before, yeah. We listened to Robbie and his supporters and made an offer of a deferred payment that gives Robbie exactly what he asked for. The council has offered to meet some of the costs of his care, with the remaining costs set against the equity in his house. Although there will be less equity for Robbie's, Robbie's heirs when the property is eventually sold, Robbie himself will have all his wishes granted in a way taxpayers can afford. Our objective has always been to meet the care needs and wishes of Robbie Clark, which we're sure is the same objective of his family and supporters. As such, our door is always open to his family to discuss a way forward which is in the best interests of Robbie. So they are going to do that? They can't, I'm afraid. Um, my dad doesn't qualify for it. I just said I checked as an adult social care lawyer. But uh, that, the but care, the, the care the, Act, sorry, I'm Mike. Sorry, go on. I'm sorry. And yeah, the, the Care Act doesn't allow for that to happen because people stay in their own home and get a deferred payment. Um, and the other criteria my dad doesn't meet either. So um, it's um, it's not um, not my dad isn't eligible for a deferred payment agreement. What he is eligible for is. Um, better funding to stay at home to pay for his 24-7 care. My dad has just been in hospital, by the way. He's had uh, really severe breathing problems, um, and he's only recovered due to the attention of his dedicated carers at home. Well, I'm uh, sorry to hear he's been poorly. Yeah, that's, not, that's not good. He probably, he probably would have died if the uh, 24-7 carer hadn't been there. So, um, Mike, um, I've got something here, because we were you sent me a direct message um, a couple of days ago, um, and we've put this to the council. Now, this isn't an official statement, but this is in the notes from the conversation that was had with them yesterday at Brent Council. They're saying, contrary to what's been suggested, Brent Council has not said charitable donations linked to the petition must be paid to the council. Well, well, I have that in writing, so... Um, well, um, they're also saying to resolve this matter once and for all, a financial assessment on behalf of Robbie Clark needs to be signed by you to confirm the information he's provided is accurate. And they're saying that you have so far, uh, to date, refused to do that. Yeah, because I don't agree with it. They're not taking into account the cost that my dad pays for his 24-7 care. So I can't sign something I don't agree with, Katie. The problem is, uh, they've got to assess him financially. They have to. Otherwise, it w- otherwise it won't it won't progress. And I know it's frustrating, uh, frustrating, and I know it's invasive and it's intrusive. Um, but well, I, I, I agree with that part. They've assessed his financial um, income, his pension income, but I don't agree with the expenses that they've put no. down. They haven't, they haven't included his twenty four seven care or even part of it actually. So uh, I can't find something I don't agree with you. I'm sure you wouldn't do that either. Hang on a minute. So what is it? Hang on, I'm getting confused now. So what is it that you're not you're not willing to sign? Well, this is the whole problem, really. They don't take into account the cost that he pays for 24-7 care at home. Their preference is for him to go into residential care because it is a much cheaper option. 
So the costs that he spends on his 24-7 care at home are greater than it would be if he went into a home. The whole, the whole point of this case, Ian, has been that my dad wants to stay at home. It's his individual choice. And that's what we've been fighting for for the last three years. The council just don't budge. Their policies are related to people going to residential homes, not to staying at home. OK, so, so right, hang on, I've just got this in front of me. So the, it's the financial assessment that you, you don't agree with. What don't you agree with on the financial assessment? Well, they, the financial assessment, they put down £23 per week as his what, what's called a disability-related expense. Yeah. yeah. That's a complete uh, fallacy because he pays at least £600 per week for what's called disability-related expenses. That's his 24-7 care to look after him. Right, so how, what, what, what's the disparity between the, the financial assessment that you're refusing to sign and, and, and what you believe is the truth? About £300 per week. Right, OK. Cass, I'm a, uh, uh... Well, they're saying the door is open for you to talk to them. Is that the case? Can you just pick up the phone and talk to this fella? Because it seems like no. you're pen pals. Well, you must Not be very joking. good ones. You must be joking. On the 21st of April, when we delivered the petition, which we still had no response to yeah. this 187,000 signature petition... This is the petition they put on the press release with a nice big smiley picture. Exactly, yeah. We've had no response to the petition at all. It's just been brushed under the carpet. Um, within within a matter of hours of that petition being delivered, they put that statement out that you uh, quoted earlier. Yeah. Um, so I've got no trust with the council. I don't trust them at all. So um, I can't deal with them direct. I've got well, well, yeah, well, yeah, but you the, uh, but you have to deal with them direct. Whether you trust them or not, you have to keep dealing with them direct. Because if you don't speak to them, then we're going to get a statement from them. We're going to speak to you, and nothing's going to get resolved. Yeah, I'm not giving up on this, Ian. Uh, no, I know, but, but it won't get resolved unless you deal directly with the council. And I can understand why you'd be frustrated and uh, why you're not, but if you're not going to speak to them, then uh, how do you expect it to progress? I've got an advocate who's dealing with that. She's my gatekeeper who's uh, dealing with the, uh, the council. So my dad's given her permission to um, uh, deal with the council direct. OK. It's a tough one, isn't it? I don't envy the position that you or your dad are in. How's he feeling after being in hospital? Is he feeling a bit better? Well, no, I and mean, he's not. He's still very frustrated and sad about what's happening, and it's affecting his health. Oh, my... He's, he's nearly 97 years old now. Yeah. And he's, um, his health is suffering because of all of this. He's stressed out about it. I've said that before on the radio. Yeah. Well, listen, send, uh, send Robbie, send your dad uh, our best. It is... Um... I do think the way that we treat... Uh, I mean, we were talking about homeless kids the other day. The, the way we treat our most vulnerable uh, people is um, is pretty lousy in this country, Mike. And, it, it, you know, it, it, it sounds like a right old mess. Uh, yeah. Keep in touch. And, I, you know, our fingers are crossed that it, it works out for Dad. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be Carers Week this week, isn't it? The BBC are promoting that. Yes, it certainly is. Mike, listen, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much indeed. Um, I don't envy that family at all. What a, what a right old mess. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are lots of problems on the M1 northbound. Two lanes have been blocked between Junction 12 for Flittick and 13 for Bedford because of a lorry that's overturned. And there are queues reaching back from Junction 10 for Luton Airport. But now uh, there's been a second accident, Steve called to say, at the junction for the Toddington services. Also on the southbound 
M1 between Junction 13 and 12. People are looking over, so it's really, really slow there, according to Pete, who called in. And on the M25, that's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. It's also looking very busy in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road at the M25, Junction 21A roundabout. But there's no reports of any problems on the trains at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A man who served 18 years in prison for a murder in Hertfordshire he says he didn't commit is taking his fight to get his conviction quashed to the appeal court today. Kevin Lane was jailed for murdering Robert McGill in Rickmansworth in 1994, but his lawyers claim a corrupt police officer interfered with his case. Police in Milton Keynes say they believe the man murdered in Wolverton on Monday night was 31-year-old Ashley Gillard. His body was found following a fire in a flat in Trevithick Court. A 25-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of murder. Bedfordshire police are investigating an attempted rape in a lay-by on Monday evening on the A6. They've praised the bravery of the woman who was attacked near Oakley. And a police investigation is underway after a suspicious package left in Luton yesterday afternoon turned out to be a hoax. Roads were closed, people were evacuated and the Army Bomb Disposal Unit was called in. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England's cricketers thrashed New Zealand by 210 runs to win the first one-day international at Edgbaston. England posted 408 for nine, their highest ever one-day score, with centuries from Joss Butler and Joe Root before bowling out the Kiwis for 198, with Watford's Stephen Finn taking four wickets. Here's captain Owen Morgan. We played in the right fashion that we said that we were going to, and that makes a huge difference. We've been talking about playing this aggressive game for some time now, and, and today going out and executing it like we did, I was very proud of them. In football, England's women have made a losing start to their World Cup campaign with a 1-0 defeat to France in Canada. Midfielder Jill Scott says they're determined to bounce back. We've got such a good squad here in Canada and we really want to do well and you can see that everyone's willing to fight for each other. People's come off with bruises, cuts, black eyes and, and that shows what we're willing to do in this World Cup. So hopefully uh, we can build on that going into the next game. Milton Keynes forward Dean Bowditch says they must take the momentum from promotion into the new championship season after signing a new two-year deal with the Dons. And the BBC has learnt that an emergency FIFA Congress where Set Blatter's successor will be elected is likely to be held in Zurich on Wednesday, December the 16th. All 209 member football associations of FIFA will reconvene in the Swiss city for the meeting, which will culminate in a presidential election. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Go.
was a watchful pair of eyes And living in the valley Were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant Whose face was in a mask The children must defeat him So they can escape at last From the lost islands The lost islands Across beds, hearts and bucks This is Ian Lee BBC Three Counties Radio Yeah Kels, look at my new um, wallpaper on my computer <laughs> That's nice, is that Paul's coins? <laughs> All the trailer park boys are coming to the UK. Well, have some of that. Utter filth. My mum, when I was... Uh, when was the young ones? 1982, 83? So I was nine or ten. And they played the fulcrum in Slough. The young ones did a live tour, and they played a fulc- the fulcrum in Slough. And my mum went... And because uh, the young ones was the biggest thing at the time, and I was sort of allowed to watch it at ten, sort of. And my mum uh, went to the fulcrum and went to the box office and said, "I was there." She said, um, "Got two kids, they're nine and twelve. Is it is is it okay to bring kids to this?" I went, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, it'll be fine, it'll be fine." We went there. It started with Rick Mayle doing a ventriloquist act with his willy. It, and it was the fi- it was full of swears, right? It was so sweary. All I remember is just them swearing, swearing, swearing. And I said to my mum years later, why didn't you, um, 9 and 12-year-old, why didn't you just take us out? She went, well, we paid for the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and we watched didn't it. Didn't do you any harm, did it? It didn't do us any harm. No. Just like, uh, so I'm confused by this story, right? Am I allowed to smack an Indian kid? No, they have to be your own. I haven't got any Indian kids. I've got a Chinese kid. But don't tell anyone. That's my future. So this is the front page of the mail. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. I just did a face. High court judge. Well, we're, we're going all tiger mum with him and we're letting the, like, our natural kids oh, just doss around. Yeah. It's like having a control. A high court, no control. A high court judge outraged campaigners yesterday by saying newly arrived migrants should be allowed to slap and hit their children. Mrs. Justice Porfley. Mrs. Ooh, her Mrs. Justice Porfley suggested police and no, it's not. Yeah, I think it is. I know you do, but you're wrong. Well, you know, it's I'm, okay. I'm going to stand by it. You can do, mate, and I know, I know you're just being. It's that northern uh, defiance coming into play, but sometimes you've got to learn to back down. Not today. I know. But you should learn that lesson, and I'm happy to um, to give you private lessons. Right, OK. Mrs... That's Ju- never going to happen. <laughs> no, I know it's not, because you're too stubborn for your own good. And that's what's held good. you back. For my own good. Yeah, exactly. And for, I mean, the listeners know that you're being petulant. So it's only you that's suffering and looking silly, if I'm completely frank. Mrs Justice Porfley suggested... I'm not suffering. Well, you don't, you don't think you're suffering, but you are. Quite badly, actually. I think I'll be all right. Yeah, you, you you think you'll be all right. I know you won't. I know I will. Yeah, okay, but you you, you I knows ain't getting. Hmm. What does that even mean? You'll learn. I won't. Anyway, she says that um, Indians can hit their kids. Basically, she says any immigrant who comes from a different culture that's it, that's is it. entitled to uh, discipline their children as no. they see fit. Yeah, big but people, we're not. Big people hitting small people, unless it's me hitting Kelly Betts, oh, is out of which order. Happens regularly. Yeah. It's, it's also the assumption that people who come from different countries don't know any better. I don't like well, that. Well, come That's on. That's the assumption. Come on. Some of those of, countries don't know any better than us. But there are plenty us. of migrants who would not hit their children. Name one. Uh, my mate Sonia. Well, she's a lightweight. 
Let me hit Sonia's children. Has she got children? Yeah. How many? Two. How old? Boys. <laughs> you know what you've just done there, it's on the Kelly. You, you know, you know exactly what you've just done there. You've done this, Kelly. Spell square. S C U. What? Oh my God! How old two boys? <laughs> They're called Ivan and Ismail. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How old? Yeah, boys. Anyway, can I hit Any a foreign business? child? You can't hit those. They're my godsons. Crystal's on the line. Good morning. Good morning, Crystal. Good morning, Ian. Mystic Crystal Visions. What have you got for us? <laughs> oh. um, oh, you, like, you, you like the hippie reference. That's, ooh. I do. Oh, Crystal, um, and I like you. you. Let me peer into your crystal. No, I didn't mean it like that. Um, um, I've got a word to do with locks. Uh, Lockheed Martin. Crystal, um, Crystal, yes. I'm afraid. No, no, finish. Okay, go on. Lockheed Martin, and names not allowed? Names are allowed, just not names that we had yesterday. Okay, Lockheed Martin? Yeah, we had that yesterday, Crystal. Oh no, oh, I'm so oh, You're so ba- you're so banned for listening for listening for the rest of the week. No, oh, I don't want to be banned. Do you, no one wants to be banned. No one wants to be banned, but you're oh, banned. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, Crystal. I enjoy I hope you enjoy uh, whatever it is you choose to listen to tomorrow and Friday and we'll we'll speak to you again on Monday. I'll look into my crystal ball. Yeah, oh, didn't see that one coming. Oh, blimey. <laughs> What's that? What is that line? What's that line from? Mystic Crystal Visions. Is that? A, I'm thinking it's a Fleetwood Mac song. Of course it is. It's Stevie Nicks. Yeah, but which one? Well, here you go again. I see the crystal visions. That one. Thunder. There's another one. The line I specifically said was Mystic Crystal Visions. Oh, no, Mystic was never in it. No, exactly, so it's a different song. Mystic Crystal Vision, baby. <laughs> it was that one. Phil! <gasps> Good morning. Here's a joke. Here's a joke. For, this is what it says on my screen. Here's a joke for folk fans. It's Phil Locks. <laughs> Do you, you're laughing. Do you get it? No. Phil, what have you got for us? Um, more locks. You must be fed up with these locks now. Yes, I was fed up um, about six forty-five yesterday with it. But, but... I, did, I, mean, I got cut off yesterday with mops anyway. Oh. But um, why did you? Get, well, hang on. Why did you get cut off, mate? Um, bad oh, signal. he kept ringing up, ringing up, and then he'd disappear. Signal. He was a it's man of mystery. Signal. It's a bad signal. It's a bad signal. It's a bad. Is it a bad signal, Phil? One day, the new place that we're going to, no one's got a good phone signal. And, and, and Mark, who works here, is the boffin. He reckons he's got a magic box that'll make everyone's phones work. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, no. uh, but one day they'll make a mobile phone fill that can actually make a decent phone call. Yeah, that would be the, that'll be the dream. That will be the dream. <laughs> what have you got for us, Phil? String. Um, opposite lock. Opposite lock, in, as in when you're driving a car and you go into a skid, you put on opposite lock. That's brake lock, yeah? No, opposite lock. Opposite lock? That means you turn into the skid. As the back yeah. end of the car comes out, you turn the steering wheel into the skid. You don't want gets... to turn away, do you? you no. In... Yeah, but that's, 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 called, that's called turning into the skid, and I've, I've turned no, into a skid called... before. But, but opposite, opposite lock... lock unlock? Yeah, opposite, yeah, but that's why I stabbed the eye oh, getting to. That's, that's my other one. What? Opposite lock is unlock. We didn't have unlock yesterday, did we? No, we didn't. We were thinking too deeply. Well, Phil, yeah. Phil, your shallow thinking, your shallow thinking is, uh, <laughs> means you can listen for the rest of the week. That's very good, and I'm looking forward to October, Ian. Well, what's happening in October, Phil, that I'm not allowed to mention, but you can? Uh, well, there's a Mr Ian Lee performing somewhere, isn't he? I don't, I don't know where and when. Um, I don't remember the actual date, but it's sometime in October, and it's um, 
I don't know where you are, oh, actually. Phil, I've got the ticket. Phil, I'm not allowed to mention October the 17th at the Luton Library Theatre for, for reasons of BBC self-promotion, but thank you for oh, doing that. But we're looking forward to that too, aren't we, Kelly? Say yes. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you, Philip. Do come and say hello. Anyone who's coming, do come and say hello. IanLee.com. You can't. IanLee.com if you want to know what he's talking about. Quinton. Quinton? Yep. Quinton, yes. Quinton. 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 Two eyes. Yes. She's put Quinton. No, no, it's Q-U-I-N-T-I-N. Oh, that's Quinton. Yeah. Quinton. 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 Well, she's put Quinton. She's not no. bright oning up my day today. <laughs> Quinton, what have you got for us? Um, well, I've got a lock. How about Rolock? What? Rowlock. It's what you put your oars in on a boat. Is it? Google that, Catherine. No, I, I remember that from my rowing days. What do you mean your rowing days? I did used to row. Did you have? Did you? I was bow. Okay, so when you were rowing, Kath, yeah. What was your position on Cox? Right at the back. Okay. Cox was at the front. There's me right at the back. Because I always thought three Co- girls in the middle. I always thought Cox went at the back. No. It goes at the front, does it? Oh, I've been doing it wrong all these years. Quentin, thank you. You may have just lost us our job, but thanks very much, Henry. I mean, I guess I was at the front. Let's leave it. Oh, wait, where's it going? Hang on, who's that? Is that... Where's Henry? Who's laughing? Who's Henry? Quintin? They've all gone. Well done, Kels. That that, that, uh, crash landed. Who hung up? Henry. There was no Henry. Henry's not even a real name. Try telling Henry that. Well, you try telling Henry that. You You would tell him if he was still there. Henry, call back. If that's your name. Zoe, this is the thing. Um, Zoe, yesterday, was listening to magic. She says, rubbish. Today, Ian Lee. Amazing. Yeah. I don't think she was listening to magic. Oh, no. She she was saying it was magic on the radio. Oh, hang on a second. Oh. Oh, So, hang on. She's saying yesterday's show was rubbish. Um, Read that out and and make it make sense where I don't get angry with Zoe and block her. Yesterday, magic on the radio. Rubbish. So, she was listening to the magic station. I think it was because someone earlier on said to us that yesterday was really good on the radio and today it was rubbish, and then Am I friends with good. Zoe Tilton or not? I mean, what what's the deal with Zoe Blue Eyes here? I like her. Let me click on her. Zoe, I mean, she's cute, but that's we, we see beyond that here at the BBC, but, you know, she's that's from it. Milton Keynes. Um, hang on a minute. Go to her thing. The One, two, three, four. Four top tweets are all to me. That's a bit freaky. Uh, yeah. That is a little bit freaky. Then the next one's to Ian Highland. Heidland. Oh, she likes an Ian. No, no, no. I'm not having that. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Nice Teeth Counties Radio. On the M1 northbound, there are long delays from Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road towards Junction 13 for the Bedford and Milton Keynes south turning. That's because a lorry's overturned and it's down to two lanes between Junction 12 and 13. There's also been a second accident at Junction 13 and that's causing extra long queues from the Toddington services. Also, it's looking really slow on the M1 southbound from Junction... 13 for Bedford towards Junction 12 for Flitwick. In Waterstock on the A418, that's been partially blocked by an accident at London Road with queues back from the M40 at Oxford. And in Enfield on the A10, it's looking very busy southbound towards the M- from the M25 towards the North Circular Road at Edmonton. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. But Sammy? Yes? Can I be honest? Didn't listen to any of that travel. Was it any good? Oh, there's accidents all over. Yeah, but are you pleased with your performance is more what I was kind of guessing. Well, it was, it was a little bit... That was a little bit hectic, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. OK, well, I'll try and listen just before nine, but I can't promise anything because I'm kind of, you know, busy. What are you doing in that 30 seconds? Uh, you don't want to know. Mm. Thanks very much. 
8.46, it's Wednesday the 10th of June. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man who served 18 years in prison for a murder in Hertfordshire he says he didn't commit is taking his fight to get his conviction quashed to the appeal court today. Police in Milton Keynes say they believe the man murdered in Wolverton on Monday night was 31-year-old Ashley Gillard. And Bedfordshire police are investigating an attempted rape in a lay-by on Monday evening on the A6 near Oakley. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A cloudy start for many of us this morning, somewhat gloomy, but we're already starting to see it change a little. We're seeing a little bit of brightness and some sunshine down towards the southern part of uh, West Hertfordshire and we will start to see it everywhere eventually. We'll get some breaks in the cloud and that's going to continue through the afternoon. Still have a northeasterly breeze. The temperature's not going to be that dissimilar to yesterday, but it may feel just a little bit warmer. We're looking at a maximum of 17 Celsius. Now, the cloud disappears for this evening, but overnight it returns, moving in from the east Minimum temperature down to 8 Celsius. A cloudy start for Thursday, but we'll get some sunny spells and the more humid, muggy air starts to arrive from the south. So a leap in temperatures tomorrow, 21 Celsius by the end of tomorrow afternoon. Warmer still for Friday, but with that muggy, humid air, we do run the risk of one or two quite thundery downpours. And that's your forecast. Thank you, Kate. New to BBC One. Ten couples. Competing in a game show like no other. Just a different league of challenge and pain. And whoever wins... Takes home a life-changing prize. I want to win this. Oh, that's not fair for a granny, is it? The only thing is, one of them is in the UK. The other is over a thousand miles away. Keep going. Yeah, let's do this. That's it, that's it, that's it. Can they overcome six weeks of hair-raising challenges? I can't do it. And will their partner back home keep them in the competition? Are you feeling pressure? Just a tad. They're prized apart. But in it together. Prized apart begins this Saturday night from 7 on BBC One and BBC One What that is, is that's one of those shows where they thought of the title, then worked backwards. What about a show called Prized Apart? I bet it's spelt P-R-I-Z-E-D. Prized Apart. Well, OK, it's a great idea, a great title. What do we do with it? Well, they win prizes... Couples, and they're apart. Okay, what, what, what do you mean? One's on different side of the studio. No, different town. I'm liking it. Think bigger. Thousand miles away. You just got yourself twenty episodes prime time Saturday night. I've got one separated at birth. Hey! You get a couple who can't stand each other anymore. They're separated at birth. You put them no on a cruise ship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They have to share a bunk. It's called a berth. I got one. And you watch the fireworks. Separated. <laughs> you're not allowed fireworks on the boat, mate. Separated at birth, okay? Oh. It's a couple. She's pregnant. They fall out the week that he, she's due to, to pop it out. They are separated at birth. And then he has to guess which one's his child. Boom. You've got it. No, and I if he's successfully, yep. you know, he gets to this go back great. with her. Okay, here's another one. It's oh. got to be called separated at birth. Okay. Separated at birth. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Separated at birth. Here we go, yes. Yes, yes, yes. If you got an idea for a show called Separated at Birth, 08459455555, with the BBC, we can make dreams come true. You tell a couple they've won a luxury holiday. Yeah. We're back on oh, the cruise ship. Look, yeah. I've already paid for the cruise ship. Oh, yeah. I booked it. We're yeah. going to use it. You tell them they're going on a luxury holiday. I love. I know where this is going. I love it. They're really lovey-dovey. Yeah. He's the really nice husband that you hate because yeah. he's not as good as yours, right? Uh, so I'm not married to that guy anymore. All right, so she's the perfect wife. I hated him. Yeah. Anyway. 
It wasn't legal when we they, married. They're either. like really kind of. Yeah. Anyway, they're sick makingly happy, this couple. Yeah. We ruined their lives. We put them on the ship. There's not enough room for both of them. Yeah. Which one goes on the trip? I like it. He has to decide. Here's my idea for a show. It's called Separated at Birth. Okay. Good title. Thank you, mate. Thank you, Kelly. Um, okay. Someone really clever came up with that. So, what it is, is a couple get a family. Let's involve kids. A family is given a, what they believe is going to be a luxury holiday, right? Why? It's pro like proper family with a mum and a dad and two kids. They like girl. each other. Proper, it's a proper family, none of this nonsense. Right. It's called separated at birth. They are, they are given what they think is going to be a luxury holiday. Yeah. They turn up, all they've got is um, it's, a, it's a caravan site where I believe that where the caravans are pitched, I think they're called births. I'm hoping so, otherwise, no. yes. They're called births. No, just pretend. They are. No, we don't need to pretend, mate, because they're called births. Where it, Saying can I, it over and over doesn't make it so. Can I get a caravanner on the line, please? Uh, because a caravan, you park a caravan in a caravan berth. No. Where do you think you park it? In a plot. <laughs> a plot? You're thinking of Agatha Christie. Go on, anyway. No, what what happens to this family? Maybe, I don't know. They've either got to build a caravan or when they get there, they're told that half of them are going on a luxury holiday, half of them got to stay in a rubbish caravan and the, the youngest kid decides who he loves the most, okay. his mum or his dad. Here's the other one. Separated at Murph. That doesn't fit into oh, the criteria. On. We're not doing puns. With the, with the success of Separated at Birth, they're yeah. going to want something else. Separated yeah. at Murph, yeah. right? A Tidville. Husband and wife. So, just say the title again because I'm being funny. Separated at Murph. A Tidville. It's a place in Wales. Yeah. That's it, my show. It doesn't have to be there. Just can't have that. Right. Anyway, they're really happy. Or so they think, because the husband's about to play a massive trick on her yeah. that's going to lead to mirth for some yeah. and, and, and mirtha for and, others. And death for others. Yeah. Mirth or mirtha. Mm. Kelly? I've got an idea. Yeah, what's it called? Um, it's called Separated at Birth. I like that title. Yeah. It's um, a couple of babies who are like t torn apart and their limbs are all swapped. Whoa! So stop! You've got, no, no, wait. So you've got like a small little baby with giant hands. Um, and then you just swap all their parts about. Do you want to do the on-air apology, Kath? You and probably should. No babies have been hurt up. in the making of this idea, but Kelly will be. Thanks very much indeed. Let's go <laughs> Let's go to Jim. Morning, Jim. Good morning. What you got for us, fella? Um, I've got a complaint. Oh. Um, it's about your, your lock. Oh, I'll take my feet off the table. This could get serious. Let me get a pen and right. paper. Go, right. on, go on, Jim. OK. Now, now, I believe it was you that gave a Scottish lock. There's no such thing. It's a lock. It's not lock. So I think you just... Right. Um, get your coat and just go home because you should be banned for the week. Right, this is, this is outrageous. Kath, <laughs> Kelly, can you find me? No coward... The Bonnie Bonnie Banks of Loch Lomond, please. Because we're, I think we'd all agree, wouldn't we, Jim, that if anybody can speak the English language better than the Queen, it's uh, it's Noel Coward, OK? No, I'm sorry, I totally disagree with you. It's I, Loch. Don't, you, you can disagree with me as much as you want, James. But you <laughs> cannot, you cannot disagree. Whereabouts are you from in Scotland, Jim? Um, I'm from Greenock, the West Coast. OK, so, OK, so, so, so this is not proper Scottish. Greenock so, or Greenock? Greenock. It's no Greenock either. That's what all you English people say. Oh, do you know what? I wish you'd voted um, yes or no, whichever was the one you didn't vote. I <laughs> don't, because I hope none of my Scottish family are listening to this, because they'll kill me. We, you can argue with me, Jim. Uh -huh. the, it's What's that sing? It's uh, the Bonnie Bonnie Banks of Loch Lomond. 
Loch Lomond. Loch. Turn the fader off so I can spell it. It's not a lock. It's Loch Lomond. Listen, you, Jim, 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 calm down. Put the bottle down, right? You can have a go at me. You can, and I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're taking this in the way it's intended, mate. You can have a go at me for mispronunciation. Of course you can. Of course you can. That's your prerogative. You cannot. You simply cannot argue with the pronunciation of Noel Coward. That's not possible. You can't. That's not possible. That guy speaks English better than the Queen does. Okay, and when my team yeah, but a lock is Scottish. It's no English. There's nothing yeah, to do okay. between uh, you, them. You, no, no, oh, Jim, you're right actually, and I apologise. You're right. Thank you. Thanks but for you calling. Get your stuff in just oh no, Jim, sorry. You should be banned. You're right, you Jim. Be banned, you're right, Jim. Thanks for calling. Oh, Jim, sorry. Before you go, mate. Aye. What language is it you speak up there, you guys? <laughs> just remind me. Sorry. What uh, la- what language? Scottish. No, 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 no. There's no such language. What language is it that you you guys speak up there? Gaelic. No, no one speaks that. It's a dead language. What language no, are you speaking to me now? <laughs> Which language have you chosen to speak? Mine, English, also belongs to Noel Coward. Listen to this. I would, I would now like to sing you my own personal version of a very old Scottish ballad. Here we go. Here we go. On yon bonny banks and on yon bonny plains, where the sun shines bright on Loch Lomond. Oh, Jim, he said Loch Lomond. My true love. Yeah, it is Loch. He said Loch. Listen, listen. He said Loch. Listen. On the bonny There's no phlegm. Yeah, but it's well known that There's no phlegm. Listen. Here we go. He's gonna rock in a minute. Or I'll take the high road. And you take the low road, and I'll be in Scotland for a year. Is this, is this making you, you uh, miss home, Jim? Not really, I don't like your accent. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, here we go. On the bonny, bonny banks of Loch Lock. Lock. He said Lock, yeah. Here we go. He's going to rock no, now. Listen. Hang on, hang on, hang on. On yon bonny banks and on yon bonny braes Where the sun shines bright on Loch Lomond He's saying Loch, mate. He's saying Loch. I'm I'm sorry, Jim. I'm sorry, Jim. Listen, I'm going to let you listen for the rest of the week. Okay. But, but, I'm a... a, It's a yellow card, mate. (laughs) You're a good sport. Thanks for calling, fella. Take care. Okay, thanks. Ta-ta, ta-ta. His wee biddy kilt of Caledonian plaidy. He's my new love, my true love, my little sugar daddy. As we're hiccuping through the heather, together we cry. I'll take the high road and you take the low road. This is live in Las Vegas. Weren't the old days weird? It was a great album, but... my true love And other friends as well so they loved that. That was a joke. That was a posh joke from the olden days. For a roll in the hay, nonny, nonny, on the bonny, 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 bands of Isn't it funny? Henry's on the line. Morning, Henry. What you got for us, Henry? Australian, Australian, Thanks for calling, Henry. Let's go to Jake. Morning, Jake. Morning. I'm, I, I, I'm, 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 str- I'm losing the will to live, Jake. So, uh, um, uh, uh, I've got an idea for a, for a TV show. Yeah, what's it called? Oh, separated at birth. I like the title. What happens in it? 
Uh, well, you're following the lives of 101 Dalmatians that are separated at birth. When's it on? No idea. Oh, well, I can't set me Sky Plus, because that's... A, that. How long does this series run for? 101 days. I mean, thank you, Jake. <laughs> Pretty good idea. So, well, it's a great title. Kick yourself. It's a great title. Just just remind me of what happens in that show again. 101 Dalmatians separated yep. at birth. You follow them for 101 <laughs> days, see what happens. Gosh, why didn't we think of that? Why didn't we think of that? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Long delays on the M1 northbound because of an accident between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 13 for Bedford, which has closed two lanes because the lorry's overturned. Queues are reaching back to Junction 10 for Luton Airport, but uh, they're passing in. Uh, t- lanes 2 and 3 are closed, but lane 1 is blocked at the Toddington services by another two-car accident in the queues. On the M1 southbound, it's really slow from Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flitwick because of people slowing down to look over. And on the A1M northbound, there's lane closed there because of an accident involving three vehicles between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City and 7 for Stevenage. That's causing queues back from Junction 5 for the B195 and it's also causing queues southbound on the B197 for Welling Garden City as people look over there. On the A148, that's been partially blocked by an accident at the A40 London Road, which is causing queues back from Oxford. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Excellent stuff as always. I've enjoyed the last two days far too much. Can we do a bit of a rubbish show tomorrow? I think we owe ourselves. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Shaggy. Catherine, are you free later on today to have that chat? I think it's it's, it's getting more and more urgent. Back tomorrow at six. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you respect people from different cultures who still smack their children? The High Court judge has said we must make allowances for people from different cultures who live in this country but still want to smack their children. She argues that in many newly arrived communities in the UK, children are still slapped and hit for misbehaviour and we must do more to understand that different cultural context. The NSPCC disagree. They say children need to be protected, irrespective of cultural sensitivities. Well, under the 2204 Children's Act, parents are allowed to smack their children as long as it amounts to reasonable punishment. This morning, I want your reaction to this. Do you respect people from different cultures who still smack their children? Pick up the phone, come on and have your say on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first, let's get the latest BBC News. It's one minute past nine. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, appeal court hearing for man jailed for Hertfordshire killing. Police name Milton Keynes murder victim and woman attacked in Bedfordshire lay-by. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man who served 18 years in prison for a murder in Hertfordshire, he says he didn't commit, is taking his fight to get his conviction quashed to the appeal court today. Kevin Lane was jailed for murdering Robert McGill in Rickmansworth in 1994, but his lawyers claim a corrupt police officer interfered with his case. He's always maintained his innocence. I was saying I was innocent from day one. When I was in the dock and found guilty, I turned to the jury and said, you've made a terrible mistake, I never did this. 
Police in Milton Keynes say they believe the man murdered in Wolverton on Monday night was 31-year-old Ashley Gillard. His body was found following a fire in a flat in Trevithick Court. A post-mortem examination is due to take place today. A 25-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of murder. Bedfordshire police are investigating an attempted rape in a lay-by on Monday evening on the A6. They've praised the bravery of the woman who was attacked. More from Lee Agnew. The woman had broken down near Oakley at about